This could end terribly. Episode 10. Bro, this is a fucking milestone. I completely forgot. Come on. Bro. Johnny, yes, seeing as you're like try times two squared lingual, mm-hmm. how many languages can you say episode 10? How many, how many languages can I say 10 in? 10. <laughs> well done. Yes. This. Zen. It's probably about it to be fair. I can, say, I can say thank you in quite how, a lot how of do you, languages. How do you say it in Russian? How do you say 10 in Russian? See, this is the thing. I can say thank you in quite a lot of languages, but I can't, re- I can't do numbers. So I can say thank you in Russian. Just want about to say this is the most intelligent podcast in the universe. How many languages do you want? Th- how many languages do you want to thank you in? I can run you through those. Thank you. As many as you want. It's do quite it. impressive. Uh, so we'll start. Thank you. Merci. Gracias. Grazie. Danke. Shishie. Spasibo. Wait. Shishie? Mandarin. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Happy yeah. New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. Happy Chinese up, New Year. Ox man like. I'm the ox as well, innit? So it's, Come on. It's especially lit. Come on, we're out here. Uh, I'm trying to think what other language. Efcharisto, which is Greek. Yep. Um, Tesecula, which is Turkish. Obrigado, which is Portuguese. Yes. Uh, and also Brazilian. Yes. Um, same, same. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Starting to do a colonization. Uh, well, yeah, we'll get there. What? Pick another language. I've got one. Go South on. London one for you. Is South she, London. Yoruba. South is London she, one. Ishu. Yoruba. Ishu. Ishu, yeah, yeah. Is that what they say in South London? <laughs> no, 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 no. Bro, that, 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 that was Yoruba. South London one China. is very, 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 very complicated. Okay. What is it? Love, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang. Love, bro. Love, bro. How are you, Rich? Bruv, it's episode 10. I'm feeling fucking lit. This Come is a milestone, on. man. This is our first milestone, bruv. Yeah. This is. is our first milestone. 10 episodes. Thank you for everyone for listening. Amen. Swear down. Like, there are some people who listen to episode one who are still listening to episode 10, and it feels very, very nice. You're not so crazy. Like, one of my boys, yeah, he hadn't been listening to the podcast, right? So I called him on <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. I'm joking. I didn't call him for that. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I didn't call him for that, to be fair. But he actually gave, like, a really good compliment. He said, he said that he listened to... And that's one thing people need to realize that they don't need to like listen to our podcast in order. Mm-hmm. Facts. Like you can listen to it at, at any, every episode is different. Facts. The, yeah. Yeah. The way I say it is like, just pick a title because our titles yeah. are a bit funny, innit? Just pick a title that stands out. It's more hokey cokey than yeah. candy dance. Like, <laughs> exactly, you can, man. You can jump in and out. You don't there need you to go, go for it. Exactly. Day. But what he said was he listened to episode one and he listened to episode nine and he was just like, I could just tell like right away. The massive range, like in terms of like the the improvement A. and the chemistry. I appreciate him. Hey, you know what I mean. Be so big up, so big up, my chest. man. I appreciate him, man. I appreciate you chest. if you're listening as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Big up man. your friends. Your friend got a name, or is... I'm, I'm gonna leave him out because yeah, he's, he's, he's a low key brother. I feel okay. you. I feel you. I mean, what does he say? My best on, friend is anonymous. He's on the run from the feds. <laughs> he doesn't want to know. Yeah. That's what that's yeah. what Jay Huss says, isn't it? My best friend is anonymous. No governments. How are you, man? You know what? I've got a little surprise for you guys. Uh oh. Okay. So this week, right, Bachelor Living, I ran out of uh, lotion, yeah, after I got out of the shower. Lotion. Okay. This, yeah. <laughs> where, so where, then, where is this going? No, no, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. This okay. is like a little, a little memory lane from our episode one, yeah? Okay. So I'm like, boom, so I need cream. Okay. Thinking, okay, I'm still, uh, markets alive. I can't actually go to Norwood to like, go to like an African hairdresser shop where they got like all the creams, like my cocoa butter and stuff like that. So I went to the <laughs> chemist, yeah? Gone mm. to the chemist. Obviously, I live in a quite the, the pharmacies around there. Say it, just say it. Just say it. What? Quite a white area. Like, <laughs> like, Why did you hesitate? 
<laughs> you like those, you like those nervous white people white. who won't say that. Like, you know my yeah. like, you know my like. He's like, he's he's tall. <laughs> he's uh, he's slim. Yeah, he, uh, he's, he's a bit tanned. He, fu- he, uh, he fucking eats spicy food and runs fast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. You know, he's very black. He's the black geezer. Bit, bit, bit tanned. So <laughs> yeah, so the pharmacy, so the pharmacy, we ran kind of job. Yeah, exactly, man. So, so 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 basically, at the pharmacy, you live in white ends. The, the cocoa bite they have here was like the squeezy one that don't really it's spreadable do much, for butter. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah. Not, it's not skin cream product. <laughs> but what, 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 so, 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 so what I was left with, I tried to look in the chat actually and like the conversation we had about cream because you mentioned one Nivea plus something, something. Q10. Yeah? Q10, Q10, that's it, yeah. Out. I didn't see that. You know what was left? You know the only thing that was there? Just what? a range of E45. Come and, on. And pseudo creme. I thought see the cream as well. Yeah, yeah. Of course there was. White so then, like, so, white so, then like so then, so then, I was like, you know, and, and plus, yeah, the woman was the old lady at the pharmacy. Probably helped me out. I was like, oh, like, I was like, no, nah. I was telling her that I need something that rubs into my skin properly, and she was like, no, nah, E forty five people X might have it. Like, uh, get this one, blah blah. I had no choice. I was listen. My skin was cracking. Yeah, like it you was, got dry knuckles. Damn, I got out of the shower. There's no the cream. Irony. So I had to basically the put on... The irony of Zavi having dry knuckles. I, I just, uh, yeah, irony. Yeah, I nine. <laughs> so then basically I copped E45 in it. And you know what? Nothing was the same. Bro, like... like bro, it actually I'm like... It caresses, it cre- I feel so moisturized, bro. Come on. Like I've washed my hands. Yeah. Still soft. And th- they're still soft. Still soft. Bro, my, 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 the palms of my hand are like... Bro, nice, isn't it? They're the, nice, man. man. I, lost, I bro. feel like I've a gentleman from episode one, E forty five. E forty five, gang, fam. So We're anyone, anyone that like, I hotted up in the comments that time when we had a little debate. Yeah. On the page, by the way, follow the page. Um, what have I been doing? This you whole time? strung me out like I, a pagan. Uh, you strung me out like a pagan for using E forty five. I'm still stringing you out like a pagan, like the pagan you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, but what I will say is that I went to Superdrug the other day. I was feeling froggish, um, and I saw. What does froggish mean? Froggish, I felt froggish. I feel like I was gonna leap, you know what I mean? <laughs> dive into I've never the deep heard end. that before. Nice I've one. Never You're feeling froggish leap. Anyway, um, <laughs> and then I saw a big tub of Avino, which is another moisturizer that was mo- that was recommended in the comment section. Um, and I was like, oh, cool, let's, let's, let's experiment. I'm coming to the end of my current bottle of Q10, and I'm a man of, of experimentation, you know what I mean? I'm not gonna judge all of the other high street moisturizing creams without okay. trying them all out, you know what I mean? Go test out the market. Okay. Bought a big, uh, it was on sale, but it was all like, it was like £5.88. I was like, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's expensive, right? Yeah. But that's, was like, quite a, that's was quite a specific price, £5.88. Yeah, some weird super drug deal in it. So I, okay. I, I purchased it and I was really excited about finishing my Q10 and then moving on to Avino so I could give my market research. Wait, yeah. you went straight into Avino on an empty bottle? Because that's risky chat. No, you can't no, no, just I, be changing moisturizers no, 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 that's, I, willy-nilly. Yeah, rip it. No, I need to know how, what it does to my skin and I can't be, you know, you have to make a really, really See, good See, I assessment. would have to have a tub of E45 in bank yeah, yeah, before I, jumping. You know what I'm saying? You can't just like, because what if it's nerf? I've got trust issues. I've got trust issues, but not that deep in it. But I, I, I got home, really excited to use my Aveeno. Realized I, I had actually just bought the body wash. Oh, you bought the body wash. Yeah. Wasn't even moisturizer. Oh, bro. <laughs> so what, see, this is the thing. So now you're left with no moisturizer. Yeah. Dry elbows. Basically. Flaky, yeah, man. You know, it's happened to me some, like, you know, when you go to like a restaurant and you're washing your hands and you've got the hand cream and the uh, soap. Yeah. Yeah. And I've used the soap, but then sometimes there'll be like two soaps and not like hand cream and soap. So I've washed my hands and yeah. then I've gone to cream it. So yeah. I've applied even more. And then it's just all gooey and it's just you got nasty. Clean, well, you got yeah, clean yeah, but yeah. dry it hands because no na- moisture. It's just nasty. See, would um, you rather take clean and dry or dirty and soft hands? Clean, clean and, dry, and dry, dirty and soft. <laughs> you know what, actually? <laughs> this is a mad question. Actually, you know what? Yeah, clean that's actually clean and dry. I think clean. 
Clean. It depends. It depends where I'm at. No, not clean. Always clean. <laughs> Why? Yeah. In which situation at. would you prefer that? You know, fam, You know what it is, yeah. Because you'll know the dotty, yeah. But like, say example, no one else will know. Example: If someone sees me, if someone sees a brother, yeah, and he's got the ashiest hands, yeah, fam, no deals <laughs> yeah, getting done. Is, is it don't matter how clean. Yo, they are. no deals <laughs> getting done, Mister. M- m- when he said just the other week, yeah, yeah, she's got to have nice hands. It's the bro. dry knuckle agenda. No, no, that's fine. But like in terms of dry hands, bro, when you see ashy, <laughs> when you see ashy hands, yeah, like when you see ashy black hands, yeah, where it's grey and that, yeah, fam, I'm not trusting you, fam. I'm thinking, what, what, what? How did you leave your house? How do you leave your bathroom? All it means is they, they didn't want to pay the toilet attendant that one quid to get some moisturizer. You know what? No spray, on, no on, on, no, on tissue, no issue. No Omani, no Panandi. You know what I mean? Like, that's, <laughs> all, that's all that means. Yo, Their I hands miss, are clean though. Yo, can we, just, can we just like, just big up like- All toilet attendants. All, all toilet attendants. I miss them all. And if, I you miss them bre- all. if you ain't breaking off their man a pound, no, although, although, although this does bring up an interesting question. What's the etiquette? Because, right, I personally believe that you should give the toilet attendant a quid a night. However, some people, namely the toilet attendants themselves, will have you believe that per piss, you got to drop a little quid every single See, this, time you this go is in what there. I do. I'm not paying you one pound for a little of Lynx Africa every mm. single time I go in. And the worst thing about it is once we go to the toilet one time in the night, the seal is broken. So, so this is what we I do. We got to go there multiple times. I pay, I pay five pound up front early doors. Ooh, chess. You're a baller. Yeah. Because the geezer doesn't forget. That's how the other traders live. No, it's not, I'm not a baller. I've just got a very weak bladder. But that's so still, I know I've got a few times, right? That's still Rich paying them a fiver to take yeah, the piss Yeah, but then I'm, I'm, I'm taking the piss with the, uh, what's the gold thing? The gold, so the pack of yeah, The pack of The million, the one million. million. I'm taking the piss, fam. I'm taking lollipops. I'm spudding my hand with my clean, my clean and moisturized I ain't got no about... shortage of bathroom toiletries in there. You understand? The I'm you're spraying it and walking into it. I, I'm telling. I'm the worst part about fan. the lollipop chat is that he's stashing them in his pocket and saving them for a rainy day in it. Because I'm, I'm he's taking them, them, I'm them, them at the front of the club. Because you're not eating them Damn. in the club. Are isn't you it? Like... mad? Damn, you know, uh, that's actually that's actually so funny. But you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because whenever I think about like the toilet attendants and stuff, like, I always get so nostalgic when I see Paco Rabanne one million. I felt like an absolute <laughs> pretty Rick when I had Paco Rabanne one million. That one time. Like, not, not, not even then. Like when, I, when it first came out, yeah, mm. that was the lick. Yeah, like that replaced um, Jean-Paul Gaultier yes. and, um, and, and Blue Ju- Jeans. And, and Blue Jeans, the yeah. other one, Versace. And, and Jupe. Yeah, that was the other one. <laughs> yeah, Jupe. Remember Jupe? <laughs> Remember Jupe? I got it every Christmas, bro. That was mad chat. And right, that, right, that's Blue de Chanel, but it's £80 a bottle. I'm not spending on that. That's mad chat. Yeah. You spent £5 on the toilet attendant, though. Anyway. Um, free. <laughs> how are you Johnny? I'm alright just grafting been reading reading a lot of shit doing some weights trying to get trying to get fit for when the when the uh, when we're allowed to leave the country and go on holiday again has been investing this workout Box Park lock up your daughters trust me lock up your wives trust me Johnny's been bench, bench pressing pressy. Johnny's been bench Trust me, yeah. Johnny's gonna come and look like Johnny Bravo. Swear down. Hundred. That's why I'm growing the hair out, and I'm gonna dye it as well. Two twos, black t-shirt and tight jeans. Dyeing it. What color? Blonde. Obviously, I was going Johnny Bravo. Oh, come on. Carry on. Um, I've been. Do you know what? I mean, I've been. I've been investing in myself. Ooh, that's good, man. Weeks investing in myself. Two good books. Read two good books this week. What were they? We got a book section. Are we going to do books? Because last I kind of got shot down. Do you know what I mean? No, I said we could do new music and yeah, you know, and new books. I don't know how you squeeze this many books into like fucking like two fam. week gaps. It's mad, bro. I don't know fam, how you find the time. I can, fam, I can just about read a WhatsApp chat there. <laughs> yeah, we know that, mate. Do you want to start? <laughs> we know that, mate. Do you plan on starting? Like, you know, right, paragraphs. Fam. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're scrapping it out. We, we test drive our debates in WhatsApp and Zavi just like comes comes in at the end of the day to a thousand unread messages. And then oh post, post, post and then decides to reply to the best ones. 
just, <laughs> with just like emojis and shit. Um, yeah, yeah, like a kid in it. Yeah, <laughs> so, where do you, where do you man want to start? Where do you man want to start? Hey, I- wait, before we start, another reminder to our lovely supporters, anybody who's listening to this, every single one of our social media pages are active. Every single mm. one of our distribution platforms, if you want to call them that, are active. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're hitting follow, make sure you're hitting subscribe, make sure you're clicking like, make sure you're clicking save. Did I say comment? Comment on the thing. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff that keeps the shit in circulation. Send in DM. Apparently this is what I was told is that you need to save the post and then DM it to your peoples. Boom. And then apparently that's what bust the algo. Boom. You know what I mean? And we are, um, we're pleasant young gentlemen. So we're all right. do the thing. Please. 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 Nice. Anyway, Definitely, man. Well, you might want to start because there's been a lot of Yo, shit going can on. Can I just start with the wildest thing that Uh-oh. I've seen? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Right. Lil Uzi Vert. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is my unicorn, Let's do it. Let's do it. Unicorn of a diamond that's worth 24 million. But is it worth 24 million? Yeah. So Good basically question. he started paying it off. He started paying off for that diamond. Bruv, if you have to pay since... the thing off, you can't really afford it in the first place. Yeah, but he, he's, been paying, he's been paying it off since 2017. Um, what? Yeah, he's paying off since 2017. Um, so once it was fully paid off and that's when he posted it's time, that's when he- What the fuck, bro? He, um, he so, put that. So I actually did a bit of research on this. Um, for those who don't know what the hell we're talking about, famous trap rapper, Lil Uzi Vert, shocked the world a couple of weeks ago. Maybe a week ago, by revealing that he had both paid for a $24 million pink diamond emerald type thing, which is pretty big. Why did he get $24 million? But he then wedged it, actually surgically wedged it into the middle of his forehead in between <laughs> his two eyebrows. Um, and it's really fucking weird to look at. It's like the vision um, from and the Avengers. Then, yeah, basically. and then there was a really weird, disgusting, awkward moment the day after where apparently some impact maybe, or maybe an infection took place and it, it, it began to bleed. Oh, it began bro. to bleed. And he then tweeted out and said that if they, if this comes out incorrectly, if this isn't taken out of my head correctly, I may die. <laughs> which, which just begs the question, mate. Why the fuck would you do it? What's going on, man? The thing is, you'll die regardless because like, if I can't lie to you, right? I'm a law-abiding citizen, yeah? If I know that you got 24M worth of whatever. On your forehead. Like, on your forehead, And you're yeah? five foot four. Fam, you're not you're, sleeping, fam. You're getting moved to, bro. You get moved to them little man. They can slide into little holes, though, innit? The little He's pockets. Got quite and just, like, savages, you a little punch in the back of your kidney, innit? And if you won't even run, know what's hit you. Bro, if it's run up season, sa- savages will cut his head off for it. Because his his head is worth twenty four M. I think I think is about it though. I think he's about that life though. Well, I don't I don't think anybody's like getting close to him. I think he's just got big security. Like how six I mean? nine is able to check. But he's like yeah. a, he, I don't get it. Like because he he's like he comes from like a like I, I used to listen to a lot of Easy Vert. I don't really like his new stuff as much anymore. He last had my like P1 and that was it. Mm. Um, but like he comes from like a skater boy background. He's not gang. Like he he's he's um <laughs> he's not gang. He's, he's not gang. just lost all of our <laughs> skater followers in one. In one no, no, but like he's not he's not gang. Like he's not about it. About yeah, like yeah, he's okay, yeah, yeah. he's main he's influence. Guess who his main influence he's Marilyn was? Manson Mar- his, Mar- Mar- his Marilyn hero. Manson. Yeah, yeah, he ain't Marilyn he ain't, Manson. He ain't gully. He ain't gully. He ain't gully, fam. But like but like it's crazy. It's crazy because like. It's crazy because to be fair, we're not gully either. We're not gang either. I'm gully. Shit, speak, for your, bro. Rupert, speak for yourself. Trust please. me. Speak for yourself. With please. your lime green t-shirt. You're I'm not gully. Family, like, you're a white I pharmacist. You lot are going to have the listeners thinking I'm not a bad man. <laughs> Bam. God forbid. With your well-kept Uniqlo socks. Bruv. 
stressed all the way to the game is the game, innit? With you yeah, wearing nah. your shoes Bro, in I'm the saying, house. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not like um, try tech I for chief. Rubo. You know, I actually need to get, I, I actually need <laughs> to get. Did I say more. that right? <laughs> did I say that right? I said yeah, that right. I said that right. Try tech I for chief. Chief. I'll put you to. I said chief. Our oh, chief. But anyway, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, but like it's crazy. What I'm saying, like the protection on on Lil Easy Vert, like I don't. Like, yeah. Because for a 24 million dollar diamond in your forehead, the security's got to be. You've got, you got to be spending at least half a million a year on security. Sure, For real. But what I was more interested in, because naturally when I saw how much the diamond was supposedly worth, I, and I never do this, I'm not a pocket watcher. I hate Forbes lists. I hate rich lists. I hate it all. I think it's weird obsession that we have with wealth. But I, for the first time ever, I actively just like search, what's this use like net worth? Mm-hmm. And like nearly every single source, and I don't know how they get this information, right? But nearly every single source had his net worth like, maxing out max like 16 million so it's like is he making irresponsible financial decisions well, as well maybe as like he's worth 40 million probably not horrible the, huh? maybe he's worth 40 million which, nah, but which brings your first question was was it really worth 24 m's and i'm like to be honest that's what i'm thinking now no yeah. it was he, he paid it off at you some finance at least but how do we know how do we know it's a 24 million he might just be saying that shit but that's dumb. And you think though. it's a lease? You said it, no. Uh, yeah, it came. Well, he's paying it off in installment plans. Paying, then, yeah. yeah, no shit. Oh, okay. But that, I guess that makes a bit more sense. But but the thing is, even that though, why would you lie about the value of it? Because you're just killing yourself off. Like you're putting a target in your head. Rappers lie about everything. Literally putting a target the in the middle of your head, bruv. Yeah. Twenty four million pound. There's money on his head. Trust yeah, but me. like America's money a big in his head. America's a big place. He's got security. Like, what's he got to worry about? It's, it's a lockdown. Who's getting to him? Bruv, innocent school children get shot in America. Let alone a geezer with fucking twenty four million pound diamond in his head, like. Yeah, but like, Jesus, nuts, he's bro. protected, is my point. You, you better mind he don't have no rogue security guards that like tell his yeah, bedrooms. Yeah, but you got to pay me nice. If I'm on a security detail, you got to pay me nice. Yeah, because think about it. If, if I was in security, I'll just line it up, yeah, and tell whoever to gum buck me and just give me like 100. a little something, something in the back four market. million, you can keep the 20, just give me the, give me the yeah, cream on the top. Just give me two Zavi's definitely the most street out of us. Yeah, he just, I'm he, he just, that, he just, he just, he just set the whole scenario like, like he's, like he's done this before. No, I'm not even them. Me and my, me and my, me and my boy, who I'm not going to name for the purposes of, of, of getting him nicked. We basically came up with a whole plan of how we're going to do this. Mm. Yeah, oh. how we're going to rob him. I came up with a plan too. With, for Lil Uzi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> you just, bruv, you just what's got wrong prom- with you, man? But you just got a promise. If he's got a team of six security guards, you say we'll give you two what million are you gonna do? What are you going to do with that diamond once once, once you get it? Black market. Brother, brother. You cut it up. Brother. Have you not seen Lupin, fam? Cut that, cut, cut that up, fam. <laughs> yeah, cut I, had to, I had to go cut back it. to Lupin, to be cut honest, it. because... Cut it. I'm, yeah, going straight first, down, first. I'm, I'm going straight down Hatton Gardens, bruv. Shabbat shalom, achi, how are you? Nice to meet you. How's the family? Listen... I've got a diamond. I know it's not good to do business on Shabbat, but you can make me a good price. Uh, I'm not going to ask for full value because it comes with some problem. Yeah. But, you know, between the two of us, we can make a business yeah. and uh, maybe we come to some solution, you know? Yeah, and boss, you're done, bruv. Pay, yourself, pay your security. I'm going to Mexico. I'm just Go. thinking about that fucking scar. When he takes that thing off, bruv, right in the mirror, he's... You'll like, get, he'll get right a tattoo there. of it. You'll get a tattoo of it, probably. But you or plastic a surgery. Ta- a tattoo on scar tissue. Or really? plastic surgery. I don't know. Probably bro. that takes skin from his butt cheek and then bro, that's, I mean, put it in his just, face. Just, <laughs> Your a, ass just, face. A, just a comedy of errors, isn't it? Just, just, but just, is really it, is it just bum face. No, but is it, like, is, it, is it like permanently on his face or can he take it off? I've seen him having like, I don't know if it's before he said, but he has like two studs. Do you know I, don't know, they, I don't know if something they, they screw up, he can screw on and screw off. Do you know what they probably did? They probably put like a, a bed on it first and then put place the diamond on the bed. But the reason why it got infected or something like that is because it's too heavy. It's not normal, obviously, to have a human body, having a human skin, having 
such weight on mm. your face so it basically weighs it down it's mm. different from when like you know like girls and stuff get and guys that like, so they get um like cheek piercings they get cheek piercings and stuff st- that's, that's different stud, like. it's like a little stone you know what yeah. i mean the first thing I that thought when I saw look, it. That always looked fucking trash. Because I think um, young young thugs that got always a, look, That always looked very fucking trash, by the way. Sorry if any of our listeners experimented, but, uh, but definitely at one point in your life, you look trash. But young thugs got um, a diamond You might in still look face. trash. <laughs> if you still got that in your face. Trash. Sorry, 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 carry on. Trash. Sorry, sorry. I, this it is just Rich, reminded me. This is Rich's dry knuckles, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I definitely am. Um, <laughs> cheek piercings. Uh, yeah. I sound like I've been rejected by a girl with piercings <laughs> in her cheek. You know, like, I, may, I may have done. I got rejected. I'm got, talking about you. I got rejected a lot as a kid, but like, whatever, like. Fuck him. Anyway, <laughs> now I'm saying I think young fugs got a um, young fugs got a diamond in his face, but it's like a tiny one. Mm. You won't even really notice it as such, but like it's different. Taking off a t-shirt, yeah, yeah. What if he, a what straight, get, a straight what, little, a straight little string. Ooh, yeah, what, what if he gets caught? I don't know. Ooh, a straight little string. I can see, I can see Daily Mail already, man. Like <laughs> Daily, like like five, like five foot, five foot rapper dies off t-shirt. No, Daily, was, Daily no, Mail it, headlines Daily are just Mail, OTT in it. Like, if it's Daily Mail, it'd be like black criminal dies. <laughs> black criminal, five foot four <laughs> rapper slash trapper from. <laughs> Where in Philadelphia from Philadelphia ex collaborator of and can I add to the end joins his friends as all these friends are dead <laughs> <laughs> why are the headlines so fucking long Men online. I feel like I feel like right, Daily Fail need to sort that shit if there's out any, if there's concise any, please if there's any listeners that work for the Daily Mail Please like just DM us and let us know. Like, I feel like they get paid more to exaggerate like the most yeah. uh, like the most like stupid title like they can think of. Just exaggerate. Just you know, for it's like the most popular news website in, in the, world. the world. In the world, I'm not gonna lie though. Have you mad, ever bro. have you ever found yourself accidentally on Mail Online for like I don't know sporting reasons like and then you get sucked in you by the sidebar that sidebar with all them like, saucy like stories Tawi, bruv Tawi stars. Mate, oh my lord exactly it's the capital letters fam I've got the attention span letters, of a fucking mushroom the pictures they you choose. give me capital letters I'm clicking on it but I'm you know what there's two things I go in it for yeah I go on Daily Mail sometimes for the right wing commentary no not even that just just and no just the comments you got some no, I, got I, no, 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 no. I have to be out. No, I have to avoid. Lit. I have to avoid comments. <laughs> bro, there's some idiots in yeah, there, no, bro. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, to ensure I don't have a bad day, I have to avoid those. Uh, so there's the two things going sometimes. The comments, and this is actually a weird one. I go on it for coronavirus updates because I feel like they really dumb down that their language and like get sometimes to the point. You get it. <laughs> but the anyway, thing, the, um, thing, the thing that gets me about the Daily Mail comment section is well, they'll even run a story about like Captain Tom, right? May rest in peace or whatever, yeah? And uh, they'll run a story about some positive up. thing about Captain Tom. And then in the, cap- the comment section, they'll be like, well, if it wasn't for all the fucking Jews in Germany, wouldn't have to go over there in the first place. It's fucking immigrants. They're going over there. Now, they got, now they're coming over here next. You know what I mean? I don't know how people are so R.I.P. Captain Tom though. R.I.P. Captain Tom though, isn't it? R.I.P. Captain Tom. <laughs> Honestly, it's... It's stupid, man. <laughs> nah, but for real, um, good luck, little Uzi Vert. Um, hope it works out for you. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to end very well. Like what bedrooms? What, what's um, what's our favourite song? I'm trying to think of songs with the word diamond. What song's got diamonds in it? Shine bright like a diamond. Hey, come on. Shine bright <laughs> like tonight. Speaking of which, yeah. <laughs> and I. <laughs> We're beautiful with like a, diamonds in the sky. With, Shine with bright a, like a, a diamond. With a diamond between my eyes. Shine, Shine bright like a diamond. Night. Come on. Uzi, remix. Done now. Do that. Yeah, man. I forgot about Rihanna. What? Yeah. <laughs> you forgot about Rihanna? 
Run me through that. Considering the backlash I got for yeah, saying that, fit? I don't think she's the most beautiful woman in the world. You lost us a few fans. Forgetting about no, her, she's pissed, man. She, yeah, I don't know what Johnny's on. You know, it is. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I think, I think, I probably, and I'm, I'm not the jealous type here, but like, I feel like I, I got a sense of like jealousy when I, when I found that she was um, dating um, ASAP. Why? Were because you, the, I, were you in contention? Yeah, I felt like I had a chance, man. <laughs> what? Yeah, I felt like I had you a chance, felt man. like you had a chance. Well, I'm not can, the jealous one, type. One, but... one, one, one can hope, okay. <laughs> You're living in South East London. She lives and she lived and she and she lived on on Greek Street in um in Soho for when? like a year or two. She I guess did. I guess it was meant to be then. And um, I was very close sometimes because like, sometimes like I'll be in Central London. I was London. very close. I was yeah, just, I was think about it. Think about it. I'm in that, I'm in Selfridges and like, she just chilling at home in Soho. Zabby like, just pacing up and down Greek Street every weekend, just hoping she might <laughs> pop out at certain times. Pop out for some semi skim milk from her local. <laughs> bro, she went. Bro, <laughs> I lo- I bro, last year she went Winter Wonderland, fam. Oh, and like she was like probably having an ice cream last, and that. Year before last year, fam, I was there the same day. How can I not see her? Shame. All the chirps there, fam. But who did she go with? Uh, just a couple of bedrooms. She was like all like covered up and masked. Yeah, up. I did see that. I did see so that. That's why you. Yeah, but I couldn't chirp stuff. Um, she's um. I'm glad to be honest. <laughs> I'm sure she's receptive. We can bang out one of her um one of the topics because one of the topics is regarding her her Louis, her Louis, her LVMH Louis Vuitton deal mm. for the Fenty brand has been suspended. Yes, man. But they're keeping um, the beauty right. Or something like that. Yeah, they're keeping the beauty running right now. But the um the the ready for wear clothing line that she struck a massive deal with two years ago. When everyone went crazy, like she's never gonna make an album again. Now she's getting all of these Louis Vuitton money, hmm. and apparently that album's coming out soon, boy. Yeah, yeah, for real, that album's gonna get ex- <laughs> expedited <laughs> because apparently, um, apparently it's been done. And I think, I think um, they said that it's a long-term partnership that's gonna be cracking on well into the future. But clearly, nobody was copying that shit during the pandemic, right? So Basically. they decided to just put In that the Panasonic. shit on pause. It'd be interesting to see how that develops. It's panoramic. Um, and I'm glad that was that was Segway King from Zabby there. Come on. I didn't, he didn't even know he was doing that. No, I did, shit. I did, Actually, I did, but you got know, I put my hand up. Oh, you knew. But 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 I was just giving him credit there, and he just no 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 no. But 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 the thing is, yeah, the thing is, yeah, I can see you coming with it as well. I love it. You know what? Telepathic. Come on. Telepathy. Telepathy. I ain't even a word. What else has been going on in this crazy old world? Should we talk about um COVID? Because yeah, fresh off the press. Um, very very quick one. We it's a topic are, that's not been discussed much in the last. Yeah, we 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 definitely we're not the COVID podcast. <laughs> believe it or not, really good news today. To be honest, I'm finally able to to say, and we're able to finally speak on some good news regarding COVID. Uh, as of today, for the first time since July of last year, we have finally gone below that dreaded R number one. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we? Zero between zero point seven zero point nine point nine for the first time in six and a half to seven months, um, we're reaching the 15 million person mark with regards to the vaccination Shout rollout. Out Nana. Nana had a vaccine. Oh, she, oh yeah, for real? Phase How'd one, I go yeah. for her? Yeah, she's all right. Phase yeah. one. Yeah, she's a little bit of Russian, but other than that, most of the vocab's <laughs> stuck in place. <laughs> Speaking a bit of Russian, I'll type. But she's all right. Though. Yeah, good, good. So when's our next one? She doesn't know. Okay. Because it was meant to be three weeks and then they, then they actually figured out that it can be up to three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're trying to delay phase one so the more people get phase one so at least mm-hmm. you get 60-70% immunity and then mm. on to phase two, whatever. Yeah, six, so six, she six. doesn't know yet. And obviously there's a big debate about like how long we should leave it in between the two different things mm. and what the efficacy rate is if you leave it too long and stuff. Well, she also lives in Cornwall. The... I think most people in Cornwall are probably like new world order conspiracy theorists. Yeah, 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 for real. Like, the vaccine's going to kill you and Bill Gates is going to microchip you. Yeah. So don't fucking get it. So hopefully that makes the, sh- the waiting list short of Nana. So yeah, crack on. Yeah. But yeah, with that being said, uh, big up Nana. 
she is one of the 15 million plus people who I reckon by a week after the next will have been vaccinated, which hits the government target that they set uh, at the start of the year, back end of last year. Um, and you said something about the markets reacting to some news today that yeah. potentially we're going to be out of this earlier than we hope. So there was a, I, I think it's Professor Ferguson, who's one of the leading epidemiologists in the country, said that the uh, virus was halving in cases every 17 days, which was quicker than he was expecting at Mad. this time. So yeah. along that trajectory, we should be out um, around <coughs> hopefully maybe March and March time. Bless Bless Ties you. up with comments that the Welsh first minister came out with today saying that they expect to be out of lockdown or, and or at least have restaurants and pubs open with booze oh. by March. So come to Wales for your holidays. That's you know, I, I think if I was like Bojo, yeah, I would basically... Be a dickhead. Yeah, I'd be a dickhead. And it's basically, not hard for him. <laughs> I'd be a dickhead and like open, up the, o- o- open up the economy, but I'll actually suspend pubs. Oh, a bit longer. <laughs> Whoa. Shout out Max, because I know he's listening. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. like that one. He's got no yeah. time for your yeah, my bad, Max. Rhetoric, but I, no, uh, my bad, Max. But I, I do think, yeah, they should, they, should, they should suspend pubs and clubs because Ooh. I feel like- State your case. Everyone just basically- like, <laughs> Yo, Johnny's hot. No, state your case. State your case. No, you know what it is, yeah? As <laughs> soon as the economy's open, yeah? Bam. I saw it like lockdown 2.0, yeah? Bro, pubs are packed, bruv. Like, and s- inside and outside- and I just think that congregation times that by however many pubs there are in the UK. That might be a fun fact to actually research later. Bro, it's just like, it's just, and everyone goes back to their homes. Everyone goes back to their jobs. It goes back to, it goes back, goes on TFL and stuff. Bro, we're back to square one. I blame the pubs. I, yeah, I'm, Johnny, <laughs> do you want to take this on? <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm, so I'm not a massive pub goer in it. Like, I like bars and like Basically going back, so there was this little period in the summer where everyone was allowed to have a semi-normal life, right? Yeah. It did make you realise that being an alcoholic at home is a lot cheaper than being an alcoholic down a pub, right? Mm. So like economically speaking, it's probably better for like people's disposable income just to keep drinking yeah. on your sofa yeah. in the dark. Like, yeah. but from a, like from a sociological point- With your point, Phillips mood light. With your Phillips mood light. If you're in the dark, be baby, ambiance. Ambiente. Ambiente. Um, from a sociological, sociological perspective, like people do want to interact and the pubs, as long as they- uh, maintain proper social distancing guidelines, which they're meant to do last year, mm. in terms of imposing maximum number of people, forcing people to provide their addresses. If people from the same household can stay within micro bubbles and maintain maintain distance from other people, then I don't see a problem with public mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. open. To be honest, it's just when those rules are flouted, that's mm. when it becomes a problem. Obviously, Isn't the ideal it? the ideal is like you need to get COVID zero, right? Like if people want yeah. to be able to go out to the pubs and clubs, you need to get yeah. COVID down to zero. And that needs probably a prolonged lockdown. So then you're into like quality of life versus mm. dealing with the virus yeah, type. Yeah. For me, it ultimately comes down to like, unless the value is zero, the value is one. So yeah, if one person real. has it in the country, then that's a problem that everyone has. And Con- actually the pub shouldn't be open until nobody has. Conspiracy the theorist anymore. me is a bit, well, I find it quite coincidental. Um, that all of these grand assumptions that, that we'd be able to open up the schools again on March 8th coincide with our rates are going down a couple of weeks before and I'm just like conspiracy just, just a little bit and I'm not even that guy but you can start planning for stuff being reopened once you have proof that the R rate's going down right? yeah but they, but they they did that before they even started injecting people they were like yeah probably probably March March 8th yeah, was so an early date models, right? you can build models of people who are kept apart for long enough and vaccination program gets to a certain point science this like the modelling of science isn't isn't like taken out of thin air right there are extremely intelligent people who put this shit together you're not buying it. 
Yeah, but what was that guy? That, that, there's one, there's one lanky guy that got like bullied, didn't it? The guy. Who? Uh, there's one lanky guy who's basically like. Uh, Chris oh, Whitty. Chris Whitty. Shout out. Yeah, yeah I wasn't uh, feeling that. I wasn't he, feeling this guy, that. Fair play to him. He's probably had no sex for 20 years, but over the, numerous, eyes, over the numerous press conferences, he's become like every girl from like 27 Don't to 42 secret crush. Why? Huh? It, what? Yeah, it's I've a thing on Twitter. Twitter. Where did you Chris, hear Chris that? Johnny, you've got to get off Twitter, mate. Chris Whitty Twitter is you've a thing. You've got to get off Twitter. Chris Whitty Twitter. Bruh. We'll hold a poll. We'll this hold a poll. Hold an anonymous Chris poll. How Whitty. many? How many uh, women find Chris Whitty attractive? You like, want you be, want me to put that poll to our female? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll put that out. <laughs> we'll put that out. It'll be a higher number than you realize. Uh, It'll be a higher number than Chris you realize. Chris Whitty, nah, it'll be. It'll be a higher number than you realize. How many women think Chris Whitty is attractive? Yo, let's do that one day, Matt. And then if it comes out where you're wrong, you got to buy us wings. Naga. That seems like a very small downside for proving my point. Like I'm down. You're not gonna prove. You're not gonna win this one. That's that's no, my no, 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 but I want, no, but then I, want, I want you, like, I want you to I'm basically. I'm gonna pick a dead I, picture if, for the if, engagement. If, 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 no, I, 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 I that, listen, crap. listen, but, but if I win, you man, I gotta wear Chris Whitty t shirts in the first weekend. Where done, I out. done, <laughs> done, done. <laughs> listen, but listen, with the wings, yeah, I want you to like obviously COVID friendly. Okay, I want you to like hand deliver these wings to us. <laughs> Do you, want, do you want him to kill the chickens, like pluck them and no, 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 I just want to hand deliver the wings to us. Okay, like, we do that. Even with social distance, I want you As to As opposed hand, to what? Like, just hand deliver them and just say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. He wants me, oh, he, wants, okay. he wants the fruits right, of my no, labor. No Uber Eats, all right, bet, yeah, bet, yeah. bet, bet, bet. <laughs> okay. Thank you. No, Thank but for real, rounding it back, uh, it's good news, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be able to share some good news. Or yeah. We are happy to be able to share some good news. We might be able COVID. to go on a summer holiday. Yeah. We might be allowed to fly um, out the country. Well, I'm supposed well, to be flying out in Shahalar, June. I don't know, I'm just, yeah. Just, just praying for it, bro. Like, I, I, but they've only just locked that. They haven't even fucking got round to stopping people coming in. To be fair, so by the time they're oh, yeah. inside, then like in like a ten, in like a ten year, in like a ten if year. If you lie on that passenger locator form, you're going to jail for ten years. But I, I understand you. Got, I understand you got to say in the stretch, bro. Yeah, ten years, and then you got to say like some. Hotel from hell, isn't it? Like they get working at. This is like this is Tory dream. Like the only yeah. thing worse than 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 a foreigner is a lying foreigner. Do you know what I mean? So like, just been them for ten years. But like, doesn't it like speak to what how? You, imagine imagine the scenes inside. Were you in there for, buddy? I beat someone up. I killed someone. What about you? I lied on my passenger. <laughs> I lied on my. Actually, I was in. I was in fucking Kosh. I was in Kosh. And I yo. said that I was somewhere near Athens. Like. Yo, um, imagine that. Imagine that. Yeah, and they're like, oh, nah, 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 for real, shit, for real. Shit, they got shit. you, buddy. Stop, stay away from this guy. He's fucking. Pavlos is fucking dangerous. Then. Yo, imagine that. But imagine that Pavlos is like, no, no, no. I got ten, but I might do five in it. <laughs> <laughs> ten do half in it. <laughs> I'm out here in a few years, <laughs> but I'll probably be back, man. You'll still be here, right? You'll start seeing. You'll start seeing the status free, free demanding. Yeah, free from Pavlos. like, from like, from like normal pedestrians, like normal law-abiding citizens. Yeah. That the same free this person. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely print out some t-shirts for you, man. If you ended up locked inside, I would never. Fam. I'm, a cow- I'm a coward. I'm a coward, bro. Freeze up. Never. I'm a coward, bro. I would, I would literally. I'll stay in that hotel if I need to, and just. Do we know anything about these hotels, by the way? Like, are they like private? I think, I think they're meant to be private. So they're going to copy the Australian privately word, they're, they're owned be by like, Tory yeah, buddies, right? Shock, like, yeah. Yo, I still um, privately yeah. owned by Tory buddies, right? Yeah, obviously, um, that's how obviously. I still, I still steal the the slippers though. Oh, hundred. Bruv, they might I'm taking have, the soap and the hand moisture. Do you reckon they got slippers at the places you're going to be at? Damn. I'm not going to lie, like 1700, 1 1700 for 10 days of quarantine. 
I better get some fucking slippers, bro. Bro, yeah, I want, I want, I want some socks. One thousand seven hundred fifty, ten day stint, one hundred seventy five a night. Yeah, bro, I want to be. Do you know how expensive be... that is for a hotel, bro? Yeah, it's not a deal, bro. In I want to be, well, I want to like... be living like Soldier Boy. Airport hotel, bro. Listen, I want to be like Soldier. I want to be living like Soldier Boy in there. Yeah, I, I want a Versace robe, fam. You know when he wakes up, yeah, <laughs> and, and, the, and the, pop and up the... out my bed, turn my swag <laughs> on, bro. I'll tell the concierge, bro, bring an easel up there, fam. I'll get busy for like ten days. I don't think that's part of the deal, bro. To be easel, laptop, and cream. <laughs> what the fuck? No, that's disgusting. That's mad chat. No, I won't use the easel with lots of cream, but you know what I mean, man. Like that's definitely mad chat. Become. But yeah, man, let's watch this space. Hopefully, we all get to have some sort, some sort of like liberty, some sort of summer holiday, even if it's just like. But they do, they do need to get around to shutting these fucking borders at some point. Otherwise, we're just going to keep importing the virus. Yeah? Like this is this is the thing that I've been going on for months. That the only upside of being a shitty little island on the outpost of the Atlantic is that we are a fucking island and it's taken us a year to get around to actually do you, stopping people coming here. Do you not think they're just going to be like, all right, boom, let's shelve it. Rates are down. Schools are open. No, because that's what happened in the fucking summer. I, I, I know, but I don't think we've learned from any mistakes well, during this, this, this whole exercise. For me, this is like the inherent pussiness of conservative politics, yeah? They spent like five years being like, stop the fucking foreigners coming here. Do you know what I mean? Keep them all out. This is our sovereign island. And the first chance they actually get to keep the foreigners out, they can't fucking figure it out for an entire year. We were just joking. Like we didn't fucking mean it. We didn't mean it. We didn't fucking mean it. And they've they been talking about like an Australian style immigration policy for Brexit, an Australian Point style, system. Australian style trade deal. Da, da, da. And then the Aussies are like, actually, yeah, no, we fucking smashed COVID. Why don't you like, copy this? And they're like, no, oh. no, 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 no. It's not that. Like, the thing you don't understand is like, it's not actually about stopping people coming here. It's just that we want everyone to hate the brownies and the blackies that are already in the country, right? Mm. Whatever well, well, turn up, don't turn up, it's your fucking problem. The idea is that we just get people hating each other because then the old divide and conquer, we can stay in power because white people vote against people that are darker than them. Speaking yeah. of which, yeah, I did see on social media about a guy, I forgot his name. He clinged on to an airplane. Temba from, uh, from South Africa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, but he got asylum, didn't he? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, like, yeah, so that, that, like yo, chilling in Liverpool or some shit right yeah, now. Yeah, that's right? that's nuts. But he, to be fair, he hung anyone... he hung on a plane in the air for however many hours, and he watched his boy drop off at takeoff as well. Wait, so he wasn't in with the luggage? He no. was hanging off the plane. No, so like you know, the wheels go into the um, go back into the plane, which is an, which isn't a compressurized yeah. area. It's like minus forty degrees up there or something. The, the guy managed to survive somehow. It's fucking nuts. <sighs> Do you know what, mate? That's that's the kind of immigrant that I want in this country. Hundred percent. You know I mean, they're, like, pu- they're they're pushing this country. Like, they'll work, they'll work hard, mate. Swimming across the <laughs> channel, like we've all done that. Do you know what I mean? We've all we've all had a little summer down Dover, but getting a flight nine hours and wheels, like yeah, I'll have him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he might be black, but he's all right, mate. He'll, he'll make it. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll he, he's he, one of the cool ones. He, people right. like him, they'll probably think, yeah, he'd be a uh, he'd be a hard worker. Maybe right. Just give him the old. He, give he's, him. he's determined. Yeah, he staff, that box. staff party. Just put him on the music. He's harmless. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> You rap, don't you? <laughs> you do music now. You did a Dougie. A do the Zonto. A little bit. <laughs> you can do the Zonto. <laughs> As if fucking Gary knows what the Zonto is. <laughs> Bro, I've got, got a flashback to that song. Didn't he? Didn't Azonto. he? Didn't he, didn't he, play, he played for Fulham, didn't he? Azonto. Was it Crystal Palace? I can't remember. Azonto. He looks sounds like a winger. No. <laughs> He was asking a question. <laughs> I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew where I was going, but yeah. And I looked at you. You put your football hat I wasn't on. Look, I wasn't looking at. Is that why? I thought he was being serious. Hopefully, look, I, I agree with you, Johnny. Um, we need to close the borders. I'm not sure it's going to happen. There seems to be some umming and ahhing, even with regards to the quarantine hotels. But all we know is that the schools are going to open. I'm massively fearful of that because that's what really went down. I know Zab said before you think that it had a lot to do with the pubs and the gathering and all of that, but ultimately, for me, I think it was the schools. Um, 
they're about to open again in a month or less than a month. And that's my biggest fear. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Mm. Meanwhile, in the US. Is it free Britney or we do that another week? No, fuck her. Wait, is Britney banged up? No, the documentary's come out, innit? Oh, okay. I do want to watch it, but yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but also free Britney. Big up Britney, though. She she, <laughs> she had a she had a moment. Like that was that was a real moment. To be honest, I listened to a Britney Spears song the other day. What hitting babe one more time? Nah, it was cool. Uh, my favorite Britney Spears song is a song called uh, "Give Me More." Give me, give me, give me. Oh, yeah, Club banger. Give me, give Club me. Banger. Is that her? Give me. Yeah, yeah. tune's fire. I thought it was like Pussycat Dolls or something. Like. It does sound kind of Pussycat Dollish. Mm, no, no, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's Britney, Britney. bitch. Yeah, it's a tune. That came on the other day, and I was like, "Yo, this is a vibe." Sometimes, yeah. 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 Sometimes, yeah. I'll randomly just go on Britney Spears' page. Why are my hips moving? What the like, fuck? Um, I'll randomly go on a page, yeah. She got an Instagram. She got an Instagram thing. Oh. Yeah, look, I ain't been there for a while, but like last year. I ain't been there for a while. She's like, Thursday, fam, chill. <laughs> no, 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 but like, I ain't been there for a while. I've been like, like, I used to go in it like around like summertime last year, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she would just be doing some mad things like, yeah, no, she's having real, she's actually having real, real problems. The whole point of this documentary, she's had it rough. Yeah, I think, not, I think, the, um, yeah. yeah, no, in short, I think it's her, her, her she's suing her dad who owns, who owns, owns the rights to the music, yeah, which yeah, is, and she, which is and, wild. And, but the, and then they've been paying her a stipend or something. Did oh, what she ain't been paying, she, she wasn't getting paid the whole time, probably. No, she's so she gets like she basically her she music's held in a trust. Star. She was a child star, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So her music's been held in a trust and that pays her a wage. And she's like, well, no, fuck you, I want the money, right. That's Crazy. wild. That's yeah, the chat. music industry is nuts. I gotta say, lads, our segues are getting mad, you know. Because, because that's on. just like another topic we want to talk about. Like this whole Taylor Swift thing has been going on at the moment. Drum roll, please. Speaking of uh, generic <laughs> teenage white girls who yeah. uh, got I've record never deals, been a fan of her music. Like, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. But it's like I couldn't tell you one Taylor Swift like song. It's like the biggest. It's like the biggest thing in the but world. But you just, you just fucking. You know. know a Taylor Swift song. You just know, yeah. You just know in your heart of hearts that she like. Puts a whole bunch of pictures on Instagram and she definitely did the black square in July or whatever. But come November, <laughs> come November, she fucking voted Trump. <laughs> you reckon? You, you fucking know. Come on, bro. But she had Kendrick you Lamar know, one of her songs, mate. Bruv. <laughs> and she's Kanye West's best mate. Firstly, Kanye West is Team Trump 101. And even Trump hired a black guy in the ho- uh, housing and urban development department. Yeah. Who was so that? Like, was that Ben Carson? Ben Carson. That motherfucker. I still, think right? that, I still think that Kanye didn't really support Trump. He just did it for clout. And to sort of push through that policy, I that agree. bill, that bill that never got pushed through, and that's when you heard less of him supporting Trump. I agree, but I don't want to like go. We can go we down did that. Kanye what was route. What episode like, was that? Was that episode three? Because because I think it was episode why, three or four. Yeah, we yeah. can spiral that one. But in terms of like Taylor Swift, yeah, yeah, that story sounds mad, fam. So you want me to explain it? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I actually yeah. don't know what's going on. I just know that she probably votes Trump. Yeah. So where do I start with this? Taylor Swift, like many young artists who are talented and who are seen as being the future of the industry. Mm. Sign a deal, a record deal with a label. Who is she with? Label called Big Machine. That doesn't even really matter. Okay, fine. Right? But they're called Big Machine. Right. And then she got to a point in her contract where she decided she wanted to move on. Mm-hmm. And she then struck a deal mm-hmm. with Universal, which is the biggest okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. record label in the even world. Even I know them. Right. What had happened was, mm-hmm. right, Big Machine owned the rights to all of her music. Mm-hmm. The master. The master. Okay. Right. After she left Big Machine to go to Universal, Big Machine sold her masters to a music manager, the biggest music manager in the world, Scooter Braun. Okay. She felt like she deserved the right to purchase her masters. And she said that she wasn't given the opportunity to do so. 
And in every single attempt that she made to try and earn her master's back or buy her master's back from Scooter Braun, he told her to get the fuck out of here. Quite right. Right? Tutus, she became more and more increasingly frustrated with the situation. She wasn't earning what she considered to be representative of her talent, her skill, mm -hmm, her mm -hmm. songwriting. And, you know, granted, she wrote a lot of these songs when she was like 10, 11, 12, became a massive superstar, mm. got bigger and bigger and bigger. Fifth Trump. Right? <laughs> we don't know that. Um, and she's found herself in a situation where it's basically Taylor Swift against the music industry, against the music industry and okay. Scooter Braun. The way that she has decided to win this case and the way that she has decided to, to come out of this with both her profits and her reputation intact is she said she's going to re-record every single one of her albums while she was with Big Machine and then re-release them under Universal mm. where she has much more of a lion's share right. of her master rights. That's peak pettiness. So imagine album, the right? scene, huh? That's peak pettiness. No, it's like, five, it's like five or six albums. I saw something about having 26 tracks on the album. So the new one that she's bringing out is, I think the newest album that she's bringing out is like uh, the last one she did, I think but with like a deluxe album version with like old unreleased things that she wrote when she was But surely you can't just record that. Well, you know more than this, more than anyone here, right? But surely you can't just record the same song because they have the rights to the melody and da, 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 da. They've got the rights to that finished product. So so, 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 so do, you remember, do you remember Blurred Lines before it got canceled, Yeah. right? That had the same likeness. Hook, yeah, likeness to, to a Marvin Gaye song, yeah. right? And they got it done in court. Yep. So how can she just re-record the thing? Which was a landmark deal, by the way, because right. it was the first time a song has been sued or been, or an artist has been sued for a song for, for capturing likeness. the feel right. of an old song. But it also had the, it had the same chord combination. Like it was pretty bait. It was. They should have just. They yeah. should have just. And, and I denied it for a very RT, long time. Gonna, by the way, no, I knew it right away. I thought it was a cover. I denied it for a very, also, very long RT, time. But also, RT, like there are people you can stiff in it. Like if you do a fucking Ja Rule song, no one's really going to kick off. But ja Rule. Marvin Gaye, fam, like you can't, you can't steal a Marvin Gaye song. But anyway, back to the point. If they got done for ripping off Marvin Gaye, how is she going to get away with ripping off Scooter Braun? A loophole. I think she might re-record it with probably maybe slightly different beats. Yeah, so like that's what she's she. I think it's all gonna be the same, right? So, so every single one of the songs is basically gonna be called song title and in brackets Taylor's version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw that. <laughs> which, but... which I guess is part of the contractual agreement, right? I think the name of the song, the overall final product of the song, is owned by Big Machine or was owned by Big Machine is now owned by Scooter Braun. What right. she is essentially doing is creating new bodies of work. Yes, they may have a liking, but I do think that she, because she was the original songwriter and because she had publishing mm. involved, somehow through some weird loophole, she's allowed to re-record the music. The big problem is, isn't actually that. The big problem becomes, how does she get the likes of Spotify, Apple Music and them and so on and so forth to disassociate themselves with her old music while promoting her new stuff. Her fans are going to do it. And her fans are going to be like, yeah, we boycott the old stuff. You cheat, yeah. whatever. Da, da, da. But how do you, if you're, if you're Spotify and you've got a strong relationship with Scooter Braun, who also manages Justin Bieber, who also manages, I think there's, I think he used to manage Kanye West or maybe even still does. Right? Like, how do you maintain your relationship by saying, boom, we don't like Taylor's old stuff. We're going to support the new stuff. Streams. So she might herself, she might find herself in a situation where, she gets strung out and kind of isolated by this industry no, altogether. No, but the thing is, she did mention that she um, will have some surprises and there'll be songs that didn't make that album that be on there. So naturally, people will gravitate towards those albums to hear these unreleased tracks and these surprises that she has. So I think from Spotify's standpoint, they'll just be neutral and say, right, it's a different album altogether and just go, go with that one. But it's crazy because 
I feel like she's probably shot herself in the foot a little bit because I remember hearing she had the option before to buy her, uh, have her royalties basically, mm. not buy it, but have her royalties mm. for X amount, for example, mm. early days, and she chose not to. Mm. Yeah. And um, so and chose some another option or something like that. Yeah. Like, so there's a big term in music contracts typically, mm. which is in perpetuity, which basically means forever. Yeah. And if you sign a contract in perpetuity, you say that I'm signing a five album deal with Universal or Def Jam or whoever, typically in those contracts, same shit that Kanye West had yeah. last year when he was on his whole thing. Yeah, yeah. He's basically fighting the fact that up until he dies, his music is owned by somebody else. That's ultimately why Prince changed his name to a symbol, by the way, as well, because he had a similar situation where the ownership structure of his music didn't benefit him at okay. all, which is why he changed the his whole- The formerly known as Prince. Exactly. Okay. He became a new artist, essentially. Okay. Right? Um, so that was a situation with um, with Taylor Swift. She agreed that her first six albums would be would belong to Big Machine in perpetuity. But then when Big Machine sold, Taylor Swift announced that she'd be re-recording her first albums in an attempt to regain control of her music, calling her, her deal or calling the deal, which saw her music move over to Scooter Braun as the worst case scenario. And clearly there's an element of like personal beef as well because her and Scooter Braun don't get along. Um, but yeah, this is this is this is a potentially huge landmark moment. <laughs> Mm. It just sounds it sounds a bit sus because like from what I remember of the of the blurred lines case was that Martin Gay's estate as the owner of his music sued um, their man for the likeness of the sound, i.e. the core combination on the hook. Yeah. And that was the basis of the copycat case. Yeah. So she just comes out and releases the same beats with the same lyrics. Then she's surely banged to rights. But then again, Universal aren't dumb enough to record. Yeah. Six albums. I think there's without... a loophole. There's a loophole. I, I... The loophole is called what? white privilege. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's the difference. Oh, no, but look, I, I, I think it's <laughs> just nodding. Uh, no. Like with them learned brothers in the seventies in Chicago. Like. I don't know. I think um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more on this, more on this later. The album's going to come out and we're going to learn a little bit more. I personally think it may be due to the fact that maybe in perpetuity they earned or they own just the albums, the final products um, and the masters of those albums. I don't know if they are, I don't know if they're able to stop her from recreating music that she actually wrote elsewhere, yeah. unless there's something in her contract that stopped her she from doing that. that. Right? But she wrote it. So maybe- it, it's not so, property. So, and I guess that's where the loophole is. Maybe there's something in her contract that gave her some sort of publishing deal. Well, look, uh, I heard that publishing she, rights. I heard that she voted for Donald Trump anyway, so fuck her. Stop saying that, we don't know that. We don't but know also, that. When you look at when you look at Taylor Swift, do you, know not, do you not just think this is a female Tom Brady? I knew you were trouble when you first met. That low-key bangs, by the way. I don't know that song. Oh, you must know. Trouble when you met me. It's like, it's the same like Lady Gaga, guilty banging era. I like Lady Gaga. I think, and that song was about Harry Styles. Cause she, no way. Yeah, bro. She 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 gets with these guys and she starts start writing songs. Never go out with Taylor Swift, yo. You, you <laughs> she got your album ready. She'll, like, yeah, she'll yeah, like yeah. dry, yeah, she'll yeah, dry yeah. you up, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her label will be the last <laughs> thing your problems, man. Your business will be out there, bro. But also, his dick size was this. <laughs> his love game was whack. Oh. Shout out Harry Styles. Cause <laughs> Like now he's wearing dresses and shit. Yeah, like, bruv, yeah, to turn that, that magical box. But there's anyway. a, like there's a reason that Dave Chappelle dedicated so many episodes to Prince, <laughs> and the link between one Gyalist and another yeah, appears to be dresses in that. Come on, hundred <laughs> um, anyway, percent. But we'll on, that, that on that though, it's mad. Like with those contracts, yeah, it really makes you realize that like a lot of the things we see from the artists are like an illusion in a sense, right? Yeah. Because like one, the vast majority of them 
aren't making the moves that you think they are. It's probably mm -hmm. the people behind them, people that own them. Yeah. And like it's basically like modern day slavery, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. it's crazy. I remember I saw like I saw an interview with um remember Chameleon? Chameleon. The, um, Chameleon that's it. Yeah. He was like a They see me right. Yeah, yeah, that one song, they but then he just ghosted. It. Everyone thought that like, everyone thought that he was a one hit wonder, but he's just making moves in Silicon Valley. And, like, he's mad rich now. He's mad up. Yeah, oh, he's mad, real? he's mad no, no, entrepreneurial. No. He, he got out of the game after riding dirty and he just started investing in property. He became like uh, tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he, he's, he, no, he invested a lot yeah, in tech, tech as well. Like, no early doors. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like that came out because they would always notice Chameleon there courtside in basketball games for the most expensive seats. And I think it was like people just coming at him saying that like, how the hell was he courtside? And it came out that he's actually like he's very wealthy Mashallah. and like he made really really good moves. But he was basically talking about it, saying that like, T Pain, um, T Pain advised him. Nelly, to, like, it was Nelly. I remember Nelly. This. Yeah. Nelly, yeah. Yeah. Nelly advised him to like look at your contract properly and um, in order to basically um, went through his contracts for free and just basically said, look, we're gonna like sue, but like I just want to cut out the deal mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, the settlement. Sorry, and. Um, yeah, he found out that basically he's the contract he signed, he was 600k out of pocket. Mm -hmm. And um, he basically said that the vast majority of contracts that these artists get dissed out, like we said earlier, someone's handing you a contract, right? Nine times out of 10, they're screwing you over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, it's just, it just comes down to probably one, how clued up you are, and two, um, how much how little they're screwing you over but they're, they're screwing you over yeah but this is the thing that um there was this video that t-pain was going through i saw a couple of days ago where like he said the artists complain like oh my record label's controlling me da, da, da. but like apparently i mean i'm asking you you're the musician here yeah yeah um apparently the way it works when you get a record deal is like they'll give you 10 million quid but that 10 million quid is to go and make yeah it's a loan it's, it's a really bad loan it's called yeah. an advance yeah, yeah yeah so like that's your that's your piece to go and make a project right yeah. so if you then go and make some trash project that only makes four million yeah you're six million out of pocket. Like you still owe them the balance. Yeah. And how you need to go and make something yeah. else that makes yeah. six million, right? And the reason that and 10 million, as you mentioned, is what it used to be back in the day. So T-Pain at, at his pomp would have been maybe offered 10 mil to make an album. This which is a T-Pain stand podcast. Yeah, right? like, exactly. 100%. Fucking day. 100%. Yeah. Um, he, he would have been given 10 million maybe as a budget to pay for producers, pay for studio time, pay for his expenses, pay for his videos and so on and so forth, pay for all the team and everybody who's around him. But as you say, if he, for, if he then, for example, his songs don't hit, his songs don't stick, he doesn't get to go on tour because the album doesn't hit the charts and so on and so forth, he still has to pay that back. He is an investment. From the minute the record label give you a check, you become an investment and you mm -hmm. have to return yeah, on the investment. Me, and what happened during the Napstar era, and we're gonna get into this another day, I'm sure we'll have to have an another opportunity to break this down. But as soon as the online piraters and the download platforms like Napster and their man came along is when record labels started doing 360 deals, which is essentially them monetizing like literally every single revenue stream that you have as an artist. So before the model was, we take a cut of everything you sell in the store. So you sell CDs, mm -hmm. you get percentage, we get the majority, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then you go off on tour and that's where artists made all their money. Sure. They made mad money because they get merch and they, they're, pay, they're getting paid per night, per tickets, venue, whatever, but our yeah, tickets, yeah, yeah. et cetera. But now if you're an artist and you signed a 360 deal with Universal, and let's say you make merchandise at your shows, mm -hmm. labor gets a cut. Let's say you have a personality and somebody wants to get you on their show for a fee, labor gets a cut. No way. Let's say you start a podcast and it's revenue generating, labor gets a cut. Like they like image rights, and this like is the image thing. rights for footballers, literally and literally. And the, the trade, the trade off for a new artist, as Zavi kind of alluded to, is they give you the platform, 
there's a certain security that comes with yeah. being signed. Sure. People want to be like, I'm signed, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm signed to the big boys. I'm sorted. I'm set. They've given me advance. Boom. I could spend it on a fucking chain. I could spend it on a car, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the murky truth is, man, like if you ain't returning that money, you get shelved. Unless you were unlucky, you're an amazing artist and you were unlucky when your album dropped and get a chance to re-release a second album. They'll shelve you. So what does happen? Say, say, you, and say they give you, you a And then you end up stuck on a deal because the contract you signed may be like a five album contract. Sure. Yeah. But if you flopped after one and they don't want to reinvest in you, you're parked. Yeah. So what does that mean? Like they just won't? They won't release you and there you are. You're just having to fend. Unless, you, unless you're lucky enough to get out of the contract somehow because they like you and they, they don't see any value in keeping you. You can't sign someone else, and that's why sometimes that's they get mad. a bit. And yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, it's all fucked up. And that's why artists sometimes get frustrated yeah, when yeah. Um, when they can't release an album that they want to. Mm. Because as an investor, if I think that my projections are telling me that this album isn't going to sell as much because of X, Y, and Z reasons, in fact, I want you to make an album constructed, produced, and like engineered like this rather than how you want to have mm. it. Because I feel like this will probably sell sell, sell more, better, right? But it's not what the, it's not what the artist wants to do because the artist is a creative yeah. and he should have the rights to create how he wants to create or she wants to create. Yeah, there's always a problem there as well. But it's it's just actually I think it's probably more so over the recent years that I've actually understood how big obviously big up like UK artists who have you know had massive growth over the years. Yeah, but because there's been such an uprising UK artists, you realise that some of these artists are just a friend away from you. So mm. you hear about these deals that they go through and mm. stuff and you probably see it more firsthand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you realize how messed up it is. And to the, to the extent where like I had a, so I got a family friend who um, was managing a relatively big artist in the UK. And um, obviously he was quite new to it as well. He was just his boy. like, And um, he was just telling me that the ins and outs and the complications of like a record deal when he signed with like Sony or something like that. And then you realize that so imagine I, I invest probably a lower scale, but I invest like 500K in you. Mm-hmm. And then to make X amount of tracks or X, X amount of albums. Mm. And then you don't fulfill that, but then you still want to maintain the image that you're putting out there marketing wise, mm-hmm. like the flashy cars, mm-hmm. yeah. the chains and stuff. That's how you that actually gets, well, that, that actually gets added onto your bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. basically the record label will tell you, you can have anything you like. Yeah. Just and expensive. Then, and then basically, and, then and basically, artists, oh, are, are, artists are quite like financially, <gasps> what's the word? Financially, illit- financially illiterate. illiterate. Yeah, for sure. So then basically, they'll and be labels saying, know that, by the way. Yeah. So they then pick, basically, they pick their artists. So when you no see all these rappers way, and yeah. stuff, like UK rappers, are Chains and Moncler and stuff, it just gets added on. It gets given to them in a sense, like by their record label, like they'll take care of it, but it just gets added onto their bill. So then you still have to make that back. So it's basically like a bad, like bad credit as well. Yeah. That's crazy. It's all mad, which is why no matter how painful it is, no matter how long it is, no matter how much of a slog it may seem, the independent route is so much more favorable and so much more beneficial. If you build up your fan base from scratch, they stay with you. Like if mm. you have a cult following, they stay with you. Mm. And if they invest in you by buying your stuff, coming to your shows, you know, and you amaze them with your performance. It's stuff, it's stuff that they will never, ever forget. You'll have fans for life and they'll continually support you. And the, 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 the larger proportion of those earnings will go into your pocket. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A lot of these artists, for the reasons that we just said throughout the lockdown year, suffered. Because 
it's a streaming error. Mm. So you're not even actually selling physical physical discs anymore. Right. I I have to stream you hundreds and thousands and thousands of times for you to get a, a quid. Do you know what I mean? For so real. like artists have suffered and if we had a culture whereby more people just saw value in owning it, like establishing their own corporate or incorporating their brand in companies and getting their business cards sorted out and going about it the, the, the smart way, you know, building up a fan base, selling merchandise and stuff, and then maybe utilizing that, reinvesting it into your craft, then the power would be with the artist. But look, that I say all of that to say, like the power of the record label is dwindling anyway. Give it five years. Let's see where we are. Most mm. artists, most big artists, the biggest artists, you call it, this could end terribly episode 10, I'll tell you right now. Drake's going to go independent. And if you think Drake is rich now, fucking hell, bruv. Well, it's, like, it's like when Floyd Money Mayweather. Say, like, like, say that one more time. Drake is going to go independent. And Drake say needs, he's going to be. And if you think Drake is rich now, baby. Well, it's like when Floyd went independent as, own, as his own promoter. Right? I'm saying. Yeah. Cash in your pocket. In your own With hands. no middlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drake doesn't need a single motherfucking person to sell a Drake record oh, anymore. For sure. anymore. Anymore. Just for the record. Got exactly I, to buy which, which means, which means, <laughs> ironically, which means when Universal go back to the negotiating table with Drake, he's going to be able to say, I want 500 million pounds, 500 million dollars, sorry. Cash. 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 Up front. To stay here. Up and guess front. what they're going to have to do? Pay it. Pay the man. <laughs> Pay the man. Can I just say, right? Drake's name got said, and I'm just smiling. <laughs> <laughs> He's just happy it wasn't him for once, isn't it? Certified Lover Boy, still yeah. not out, still ladies not out. and gentlemen. It's still Seven not episodes here. later, Drake, still not here. Drake, nah, but for real, let's um. Drake, if you're hearing this, good topic. I like, you know, you know, I don't want to talk man, about Drake, this. If I'm you're very passionate this, yeah? about this fucking. Topic. I still, I got questions, but we'll do it. We'll maybe come back to it. Let's yeah, yeah, Drake, yeah, yeah, if real. you're hearing this, yeah, just release Certified Lover Boy, please. He's not hearing this. He's not hearing this. I mean, I hope he is. Drake listens to our podcast, fam. Do you reckon? Yeah, hundred. I hear that. I don't. <laughs> Be optimistic, man. I like, go back yourself. We're doing the independent. I mean, he thing. loves the UK. He, he loves the UK. The one thing he bro. hasn't promoted in all of his promotion of the UK is a podcast. So there's a first. Jersey, there's, Aubrey, Aubrey. There's, there's a first. We're here. There's a first. There's another mixed race duo on the podcast. What's up? What's <laughs> up, for puppy? real? What's up, puppy? Bro, I'm use here. Your, use your connections, bro. I know you guys are. All, yeah. anyway, Whoa, I know you guys got like a like you know a fucking man di- like, a directory on the dark web or something. Man like Wiley over here. <laughs> no comment <laughs> from me. He's, <laughs> he's so desperate to Wiley me, isn't he? He's trying to corner man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, say it. No, say it. Call me a G, bro. No, 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 no comment from me. No. What's the weather like outside? Real Jewish. <laughs> um, Tessica Brown. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, the, the the smooth segue. Have podcast. you, man? That's a sticky one. Still, it's a sticky one. Still, have you, man, ever used Gorilla Glue? Uh, yes. That shit is no fucking joke. Gorilla Glue is like industrial strength. Like, yeah. like if you broke. If I broke like, I don't know, something very wooden, like if I broke this door in half mm-hmm. and I wanted to Gorilla Glue it, Gorilla Glue is strong enough to, to- Hold that thing together. Bruv, Rust. bruv, Gorilla Glue yeah. is mud. Are you serious? It's mud. I put, I, put I put Gorilla Glue on my skirting boards. If they like, if my skirting board comes off, like if it's drilled on and somehow it's come off, I would use Gorilla Glue and that's stronger than the, the, dri- the, the, the screws. This shit is different class. Stronger than more relationships so, in my generation. So yeah. I just, I just, I just, <laughs> exactly don't, that. I just don't understand why anybody who was born before 2005 <laughs> <laughs> would be stupid. Stupid. Stupid enough 
to spray Gorilla Glue in the head top. That's a lot. Why did she do that? She's trying to get the stick down look. She was trying to get, yeah. You know when girls look. have that really slick. The, the baby hair thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? But what she She's didn't so realize, stupid. what she didn't realize is that the Gorilla Glue that she was purchasing was not a, the Gorilla Glue that some women in America apparently it's not that use. It's, it wasn't part of their hair care line. Yeah, so there's a hair care line. <laughs> no, but apparently the, no, there quite isn't a kept, there's a hair care line called Gorilla something. No way. And that's where she made the fucking mistake. No way. Yeah, I didn't buddy. know that. Yeah. I so thought she was just trying a, to go OP. No, there's a Gorilla Glue. It may be called something else, but it's definitely got Gorilla in the name. No right? way. Which she thought she bought. Which I'm not buying, by the I'm way. I'm not buying that. Because Gorilla Glue isn't one of them things that you find in the fucking next to the Nivea. Right. You know it's what I mean? also a very it's, it's distinct you, yeah, orange fucker. Yeah, yeah. You like, find it next to the fucking, like, uh, what's it called? That UB45 spray shit. And you UB, find it. It's yeah. WD40. WD, WD, WD yeah. <laughs> what did I say? You're removing red. What did I say? Red wine. <laughs> you said EUW5 e, e, or something. Hey, stay close to me. Did I say UB45? You said UB45. You said some next thing. My dad would be so proud. Anyway, like, yeah, no, you find like Gorilla Glue next to like the WD-40 and all the hardware tools, bruv. Yeah. Like you don't find it next to the hair, hair goods, the hair yeah, products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know what she was doing. She knew what she was she, doing. She might, I reckon she, 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 she might have, she, 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 um, she took the risk. The, 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 the no, she might have Amazoned it. Bro, the pro maybe, maybe. Mm. <laughs> but, even, but even then, but <laughs> even then. Zavi's face like, but even then on Amazon, it's next to any other product, isn't it? So she might find it that way. But even then, but even then. <laughs> you know me, man. But even that, but, but a rebuttal, if you will, is when you're looking for Gorilla Glue or when you type it in into Amazon, it will say Gorilla Glue in and then the section, no? It'll be like homeware. It won't be like beauty and beauty and, you know, but you, you, you feel me though? Hey. So hey, again, hey. for your little argument, yeah. She probably, <laughs> my Amazon. Did. She probably got it from a store, but she was probably, she might have Amazon. She's millennial, innit? Come on, man. Come on, She's not a millennial. She's 40 years old. Bro, she's 40 yeah, years yeah. old. She's, she's old enough to know better. God damn she's it. just stupid, man. You're just stupid. No. <laughs> and it stupid. took her a month before she then came to social media to inform us of what had happened. So she, oh, had, she had been going through this for a month. And what ensued thereafter is just a whole world, like fully invested. So was her hair like mad patchy in it? So the whole of Twitter was literally. Was no, no, invested. no. So her hair was, mate, it actually looked perfect. <laughs> <laughs> because she had glued it, it looked perfect. perfect. <laughs> but she couldn't move it. <laughs> She was trying to wash it she out. She couldn't undo it. She couldn't undo it. Yo, she dumbass. She dumb as fuck, <laughs> right? So then like- Stupid. Every single day we is were Is stupid as you dumb? Is you stupid as you dumb, Tessica? Why is her name Tessica? American names for black people are so crazy out here. They just anyway, make them up. You know Tessica. why? Because maybe because like, her mum was Jessica and her dad was called Timmy. And then like- I don't think fought, so. They just fought. No, 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 in America- Reasonable explanation. No, no, in America, they probably most two names and thought Tessica. Why not? Okay. But they, then they got people called like the armchair. And shit like that, like the kitchen, like it's just mad, bro. I met, I met, Some I met names the De Marcus Beasley. No, oh, but yeah, broader, bro. But also mad name, like what? Bro, the I fuck? met, I met an American guy. Yeah, I met an American guy. His name was Tavier. Right, oh, it's just unnecessary. And um, his mum was name was Tina. Okay. And his dad name was Javier. He was like Latina. Okay. Yeah. His name and, was Tavier. Um, his name was Tavier because they merged. He's like an, a Latino New Yorker. Name's Tavia, yeah, and it's the Americans and thumbs up. So, hey, Ma, where's my sandwich? So, <laughs> so Gorilla Glue obviously caught, caught wind of this. Where's my bologna sandwich, Ma? <laughs> Due to the fact that, that TMZ got on top of this story and covered it from, from its origin to the end, which we'll get to, 
clearly, this clearly, is basically the only thing TMZ exists for. Clearly, if people gorilla glue, yeah. gorilla glue him yeah. shit on the head. Gorilla <laughs> glue. The company got a hold of the story, obviously, as well, and they were nice enough to tweet. We are very sorry to hear about the unfortunate yes. incident that Miss Brown experienced using our spray adhesive on her hair. <laughs> So much sauce in this. We are glad to see in her recent video that Miss Brown has received medical treatment from her local medical facility and wish her the best. Do you know what jokes? Like? Then they added the actual what looks like the sort of like instructions or the little message that you get on the back. We are aware of the situation and we are very sorry to hear about the unfortunate incident. Mm. And then they go on to say, our spray adhesive states in the warning label. Do not swallow. <laughs> Do not get in eyes or skin or on clothing. <laughs> it is used for craft, home, auto, or office pro Johnny, can you hear this? Like it's used for craft, home, auto, this or is, office this projects. Is, this right? is legalese for it. It's your own damn fault. <laughs> to mount things <laughs> to surfaces such as paper, cardboard, wood, laminate, and fabric. Not your skin, mate. We are glad. Not, not your to skin, put your mate. Hair on scalp. <laughs> Not your scalp. Dumbass. We are glad to see in a recent video that Miss Brown has received. La, 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 la. So basically what happened, she got mad acetone. She went to the hospital. She got mad acetone to try and get the shit out. Nothing was budging, right? And then she cut a part <laughs> of her hair. She managed to get some, some, some movement going and then they cut off the ponytail. So it just looked even madder. It looked oh wackier in it. She looked cracker at her, it? And then some uh, amazing Harvard graduate doctor called Michael Obeng, mm -hmm. um, Ghanaian brother. Um, another win for West Africa. Um, he managed to, he took her in. I think he offered her his services for free. He yeah. brought her in and she, she now market, has yeah. full, now she has full movement in her hair again. So, well, uh, <laughs> Tessica, you dumb fuck. <laughs> well, shout, so shout out uh, Mr. Doctor. He come up with like, a, he come up with like a, a, a custom chemical mix. Oh, did he? To get the thing to unstick. Bet. So he done it himself. That's, that's, see, this is why you beat so your children. You because that. Street, you parenting, that. street parenting produces yeah. intelligent children. That's and you know what? And he can package Just that. And then beat he can, him. Bro, beat he, him. Yo, he, can, he can package that and start distributing that as well, fam. And then boom. Well, for any other people that Gorilla Glue their hair. No, but for real, like Gorilla Glue could pay him. Bro, do you know because what? Because you know there's going to be like Gorilla Glue accidents, right? Yeah, like, right. We, all, we all had yeah. super glue accidents, oh, innit? Like, Yo, like, Gorilla Glue's gorilla, nuts. Gorilla Glue could just pay Bro. him and be like, if this sticks like my, to you. My social media campaign of 2021 is probably like fucking like normalize Gorilla Glue in your hair. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, For fuck's yeah, sake. Yeah, like yeah. there's a cure. It, like, Survival of the fittest. End like, the yeah. stigmatism around Gorilla Glue in your fucking hair. Do you yeah, know what I, I mean? Like, I grow up. But, but I want to end this topic by saying that there was a man in America, only in America, obviously, only in America. Mm -hmm. who didn't believe America. the story. Okay. Was it, was he from Florida? Let me give you the headline. It's <laughs> <laughs> a from? very good question, Johnny. Florida man. Let me, uh, let me, let me alligator. Let me, let me give you the headline. <laughs> man, Gorilla Glue's cup to his lips because he didn't believe Tessica Brown's story <laughs> was real. He's from Florida, please tell Could me. Could possibly lose part of his top Where's lip. he from? Where's he, he, from? Where's he from? He was definitely the capital. Newsweek reports. If he's, a gringo, if he's a gringo, he hasn't got a top lip to lose anyway. Len Martin glued a paper cup to his lips to where's prove- Where's he from? I probably don't care about the rest of the story. I just need to know where he's I from. I don't know where he's from, but we got listeners, Johnny. Oh, fine. fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> Len Martin glued a paper cup to his lips to prove that the heavy duty Gorilla Glue that Tessica Brown used in her hair was not as sticky as she made it seem. Look what pandemic is doing to Wait, our is people. Wait, is he, is he, is uh, he? Say it, say it, say it. You tried to wily me, say it. Is he, uh, is he, is he like, is he? Mel melaninically challenged. Me no, no, no. He's not melaninically challenged he's at all. Quite, he's quite positively melanated. He's ducky. He's tall and, he's got pigment. He's tall and fast. 
pigmentation. Pigmentation. <laughs> See, I was, just, think, I was thinking this is going to be some like alligator Jeff. He was like, fuck out these black people just yeah. lie anyway. I'm going to see that shit. You know what it is? He, you know, he, my man just probably wants the followers. <laughs> <laughs> so, and to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, Tessica's followers shot through the I think she's near a million followers. She's an influencer. Yeah, yeah, she's crazy. But yeah, she's got management on this. Let me finish this up. Martin said that he thought she was playing around and didn't think it was that serious. Unfortunately, <laughs> he found out the hard way just how sticky Gorilla Glue actually is. Oh, it's a like one. Tessica Martin is now warning others, thanks Len, not to use it <laughs> on their bodies. Thanks. You know shit. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After doctors had to graft off part of his upper lip to remove the cup. <gasps> that is grim. That is good. Uh, sorry, mate. I don't know. Where, I don't know where he's from. Let's just say Florida because you know. That's just why not. It's wild. Did you see nah, that nah, tweet nah, they nah, nah. today? They were like, "Should we release a hair care line?" <laughs> yeah, but but, but now nah, for real, I want to. I want to finish on this, and I can't believe I'm saying this to our listeners. Don't use Gorilla Glue. Don't on, on any shit. part of your body, don't please, because. Yeah, we will we will block you from our follower list if we find out that any of you do that. We don't want to have any association with, me. with you if you if you if you do that. Shit. There's yeah. a really really bad racial joke to make here, but I won't do it. To well, whom? You might as well now. To whom? To, to us? Or? Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously it's about black people. Like, Yeah, all right, so let's just... Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> nah, but for real though. No, Gorilla Glue. Um, so, interesting week. Mm. Do you guys want to talk about Michaela Cowell versus Emily in Paris or Rochelle Humes versus Candace? Candace? Do we have to choose? I don't know. Whichever one. How you feeling? Which one do you want to address? Because we, we need to address both. Which one um, do you want to go for? Candice and... We'll start there. Rochelle. All right, you want to go, Candice? Right, okay. So, you man. This week, Rochelle Humes mm-hmm. from the Saturdays. God bless the Saturdays, by the way. She uploaded a post. And the post is the following. Hey, gang. I'm currently making an investigative document. I don't know why I'm doing this voice. Investigative documentary. Looking behind the, the shocking <laughs> statistics that in the UK, black women die during pregnancy, childbirth, and shortly after at a rate of more than four times that of white women. I want to find out why this is. And we have met some incredibly brave women as part of my investigation into what's going on. This is a very difficult and sensitive issue, but I think in order to make a change, it's really important to give a voice to families that have lost their loved ones in this nature. Fairly innocuous, right? Mm-hmm. Just celebs doing celeb shit, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, cool, like, like, sounds great, amazing. Really, really important topic. And then mm. Candice Braithwaite, an award-winning author. Mm-hmm. I think she's like Sunday Times, Sunday Times bestseller. bestseller. I think it was a day or so after, less than 24 hours. She posted, well, that got interesting. I appreciate the love and support. The truth is up until six weeks ago, I thought I was going to present that documentary. I had been contacting in March. Why can't I read today? Why can't I read today? Got Gorilla Glue in your scalp. (laughs) I had been contacted in March of 2020. It had been an ongoing discussion for the last nine months of the year. I'm not sure what happened, but it's not meant to be. Although it will always be something I'm passionate about, I have set my ego aside because it's not only who I try to highlight the disturbing data when it came to black women dying in childbirth. So it's a group effort. It always has been. So as gutted as I was, the message remains the same. And it's such a serious issue that we should hold space no matter what or who is narrating the story. Why is this happening and what can we do to fix it? Hopefully documentaries, books, and most importantly, listening to black women will help things. The internet went bananas. I think the internet was going bananas before she came out with her post, to be fair. What, against Rachel Rochelle? Yeah. So as soon as, as soon as Rochelle's piece came out, people have put the connection together, right? People mm. have been no, I think it was when Candice came out that people started connecting the dots. No. 
Because Rochelle came out first, bro. That's why I said up first. Yeah, Rochelle came out first. Yeah. And then as soon as Rochelle came out, people go nuts before Candice came out. That's why she said it's got interesting. Oh, bet, bet, bet. Okay. So was all, this was all on the Twitter sphere, right? Okie doke. Okie doke. Okay. kicking off. People were, ex Candice and the wider community had been expecting Candice to make this show. And what were they saying, Johnny? They were saying, as we did in episode four or five, this was another example of colorism coming to the fore. So to give some background, Candice, as a best-selling author, is someone who's raised awareness on the issue of black maternal mortality, um, who has some credibility, who's been campaigning, been raising awareness on the issue, and as she said since March, had been expecting to present a show on the topic. Subsequently, Rochelle came out, and everyone being aware of the project that they thought Candice was working on said that she was going to be the one doing a show with the BBC on the same subject. Yeah. People put two and two together yeah. and thought, didn't think that Rochelle had been put, picked over Candice to present a show. Now, a lot of the outrage was quite simply that a mixed race woman who arguably, arguably not, hasn't necessarily overtly identified with her blackness in her art has been chosen over a darker skinned black woman to present a documentary about a topic that predominantly affects darker skinned black women. Yeah. People didn't think that it was fair that a lighter skinned woman had been chosen for that topic. Cue meltdown. And then it emerged, there were potentially some details in the story which weren't very clear mm. that then needed to be made clear mm. by Candy. So she then put out a message via her Instagram again the producer of the show that Rochelle Humes is to present has called me asking me to clarify that I was never in the running to present that particular particular documentary. Here I go, not being able to read again. So for the record, I was contacted in March 2020 by a different production company about developing a similar documentary and had been speaking with them throughout 2020. Our last Zoom call being in December 2020. I've been advised that the show with Rochelle was also being developed at the same time I was engaged in discussions and mm. obviously commissioned. The producer said that fortunately for him, his show was simply acquired first by the BBC and these things happen in television. I was also told that I would never have been a front runner for this particular documentary as they prefer their subjects to be removed from the situation so that the element of discovery about an issue is genuine. But there would perhaps be room for another documentary of the same nature after this one has aired. They asked me to contribute my expertise, but I declined as I don't want my trauma to be mined for a show where I have no control of the narrative. Mm -hmm. My agent had asked a few weeks ago if there was a possibility I could co-present alongside Rochelle and was told there was not. At the end of the day, I cannot overstate enough how important it is for this issue to be spoken about until we are able to save more black women. On a personal note, I've learned a lot and I'm thinking carefully about my future in TV on the whole. Thank you guys so much. Zabi, what do you think? Mate, to be honest with you, I think... From a from an honest standpoint, I feel like what annoys me the most with situations like this, we start off one week by, by talking about, you know, the division between, or the division in terms of like white supremacists and um, like clear segregation from mm -hmm. like the higher ups and stuff, mm -hmm. like a media standpoint and stuff. And then you've got a situation now where you've got two black girls, right? Um, both have been in the pipeline for a similar documentary, mm -hmm. um, but somehow social media still finds a way to drill down on discrimination and cause yes, a division to, 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 cause, cause, a divide. cause a division when there's already when there's already a divide right mm -hmm. i get it like 
there's all there's, there's always been that narrative about the light skinned girl um, being more preferred. glamorous or preferred than the dark skinned girl, right? But I just think that if if we were to take this a, a step further, and this is just like my my thoughts on it, like people might disagree and stuff, but if we mm-hmm. take it a step further, and you think if it was um, Rochelle talking about a documentary, it doesn't necessarily have to be about black women and pregnancy and 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 the downside risk of it as well the common downside risk Mm -hmm. but if she was up against a white woman you know i think the herd would probably be back in her corner you know but like in a situation where you got uh colorism involved which is like i call it like in a sense like a branch off racism of uh, clear racism and and discrimination you got colorism I feel like it does more damage than than anything, and I feel like I did I did notice like I didn't really like where I don't follow like blog pages and stuff as much as probably I should actually probably start following some just for podcast reasons as well to keep more up to date a bit on in real time. I just noticed a, overnight it was like a drop of silence. I saw a yeah. lot about Candice that I didn't know I didn't know what was going on about it to mm-hmm, be honest yeah. with you until like you guys mentioned it the other day. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, okay I've seen bits and bobs about it like on my explore page and stuff mm-hmm. and. I I just noticed like a pin drop silent when when Candice came out and said, you know, matter of fact, I was never up for that particular documentary that she was in um in the works for, mm-hmm. and everyone just moves on to the next thing, you know. Mm. I just I, I personally feel like it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, yeah. That, that that's it really. Um, I had a problem with with a few things. The and I agree with much of what you said, Zav. My biggest uh, issue here is that clearly. The BBC fucked this up a bit, mm. but they still get their documentary. Meanwhile, there is a unnecessary period of infighting. I don't want to be too dramatic. A period of infighting, which, and you know how I feel. I've touched upon it with regards to male and female relations, but it also extends to within our culture, infighting. Intraracial. Intraracial, thank you. Infighting that happens within our race that's also causing a divide. Yes. Rochelle, not known for her participation or her support or research into this particular topic. But the minute I saw this story, I knew what it was. I knew it was business. I knew that Rochelle, irrespective of her being mixed race, she's a celeb. She's a star, right? And the BBC still want to get people to watch the show. And the easiest way to do that in this entertainment business, even if it's not a entertainment yeah. worthy topic, right? Is to get some star power in there. Yeah, and not, and not chance it. And not chance it, right? Yes, there are issues of colorism in, in TV all yeah. across every industry you could ask for, to be honest. But us turning on Rochelle isn't necessarily the fight that we should really be picking. Because loads of people, by the way, Kalechi Okafor and all these people saying, Rochelle's complicit. I think that's a bit deep. <laughs> What is she complicit in exactly? By accept by accepting a deal, by accepting a role in something that maybe she hasn't spent her whole life trying to to research or be interested in, but maybe as of recently may have taken some interest in it. Mm-hmm. Is, that, how was she yeah. complicit? How is she directly impacting Candice's life by accepting that role? Indirectly, she is for sure. Mm-hmm. But I struggled with the abuse that Rochelle got. Definitely supported Candice. I did myself because I know what's going on. But we can find a, a sort of balance where we are supporting Candice on one hand and still sort of supporting Rochelle, who's got this opportunity to make a important topic much bigger. 
So I think, yeah, okay, fine. So there's like five or six different points to get through in that. So that's fine. So like the first point is that how is she detracting from Candice directly? Okay, so the first point is like personally to Candice, Candice isn't just a nobody on the topic. She's mm-hmm. somewhat of an authority on the topic. She's campaigned, she's raised awareness. She had been mooted to be making this for a long time. People respect her views on it. She has her own following. So it's not as if she's a nobody coming to it. That's yeah. to do with Candice Definitely personally. Definitely not a nobody. More widely on the colorism space, there is a difference. There is a material difference between maternal mortality rates, between lighter skinned black women and darker skinned black women. So the point of outrage in this documentary was that if this is meant to be a documentary on black maternal death, not mixed maternal death, then there needs to be a darker skinned black woman who presents it as a face of the subject matter, regardless of expertise. We're all black, bro. Like, I struggle with this because, like, we're all black and we're sure. perceived as black by anybody who's Obama's like, mixed race and he was you, f- black. you feel me? Like, so carry, but carry on though. He, yeah, yeah. and like, I get not, uh, this yeah, is more yeah. your space to comment than mine. But that's kind of, that's what the discourse is, is that basically a lighter-skinned woman has taken the stage from a darker-skinned woman, regardless of levels of expertise. The relative expertise is important, though. It is important because I think there are certain topics that allow, and the phrase that Rochelle used, and I think Candice backed up, was that there is an element of discovery. Mm. Okay. So there are topics that allow for some discovery, like very big fan of Reggie Yates's documentary series where he go, went around Southern America. Louis Theroux is basically fucking world famous from I call, being- I call Reggie young Louis, by the way. Yeah, he's RT. Just such, he's and such, he is. Yeah, he's and, such a, and, such a cat. and Reggie is a fucking cool geezer yeah. and Louis Theroux is the Don, yeah. right? Yeah. But they are specialists in voyages of discovery, but their topics are more relevant to a viewer's learning than a topic of immediate urgency. And a topic of immediate urgency, I mean, is something like, why do so many black women die in the NHS giving birth? Mm. For example, you wouldn't want to watch a Simon Sharma history documentary presented by Graham Norton, right? Because, okay, like there are some, there are some scopes like when Louis Theroux goes and investigates the Westboro Baptist Church, cool, yeah, maybe I'm willing to go and learn about that as he does. But like, there are certain topics that, you know, you maybe want to have an expert's voice on. And that's where Candice was coming to this project from. That's where a lot of the Rochelle versus Candice thing comes from is that, okay, Rochelle has no track record on this topic. She has no track record on this topic. She is a former, effectively a former pop star. But do you think a company like BBC takes the risk putting Rochelle in a situation where she's doing the investigative journalism type stuff? if she isn't an ep- expert. Do you think they would take that risk? 100%, and that's what no, she's admitted. They wouldn't. I personally think, no, I, I think the role, when this documentary comes, I, I put money on it, I reckon the role that Rochelle's gonna have in this documentary is gonna be sort of like a very generic, sort of basic, sort of question, sort of answer type dynamic with her. Like an objective. Yeah, it's gonna be very, very basic. I don't think that they're gonna but go that's into- the problem. No, 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 and look, that might be, and look, we haven't, we haven't actually touched upon the fact that there were two Mm-hmm. documentaries we'll get into that um that were that were being made at the same time maybe the one that got commissioned maybe isn't the deep dive maybe it is something that's a little bit more top level maybe it is a little bit more broad maybe it doesn't go into a level of detail that maybe candice would have gone into mm-hmm. right so the fact that they've taken a gamble on a celeb who isn't a known name in this topic for mm-hmm. me paints a picture about what the documentary is going to be about or what mm-hmm. it's going to be like for so, me- so in many respects I don't necessarily think we are losing out. We're not losing out on a 
massive opportunity for Candy. She can still carry on. She can still make another documentary. She can still do that. She has mm. a following. If it goes via YouTube, if it gets signed off by somebody else, if Netflix copy it, whatever it may be, she still has an opportunity. But they took a they took a business call. Me and you debated it. Mm. They took a business call with Rochelle. Yeah. Because I don't think they wanted an expert. Okay. So then I think why, like you kind of question, there's a couple of reasons why you question they don't want an expert. One is because is it is it that Candice as an expert on the subject matter will maybe ask questions that are difficult for the NHS and the BBC mm-hmm. structurally, institutionally to face? Like fundamentally, we if you've read a lot on the topic, a lot of the reason why black women die giving birth is because when they experience pain or whatever, they are less yeah. likely to believe by nursing staff. Yeah, yeah, so if yeah. someone who really knows that already and isn't starting from a point of figuring that out, if someone is 30% further down the road than Rochelle is, is asking more specific and better questions, then this is basically a quasi form of censorship and that they're, get, uh, they're asking an idiot to go and ask questions versus an expert and less will come out of it. But- that's one way of looking we, at how it. How do right? we know she's an idiot on this topic? And saying, I, know, I know you've used that. Okay. I know you've used that. Loosely. I've used it flippantly, right? So yeah, I'm not exactly. saying she's an idiot, but the fact but, is that I don't think anyone thinks that Rochelle is a greater authority on black maternal mortality than Candice. But the issue isn't actually Which means that. that. The issue Candice is that is people starting don't, further down the road. I think the issue is more that people just don't consider Rochelle to be black. That's part of it. That's a part of it, and and in this instance, so I, we I, so we did we did a, we did a colorism because I think a dark skinned Rochelle doesn't catch that smoke even if she's an expert or not i think what you're saying is probably more in depth and thorough than what has made this spiral out of control like i agree with every point you said and i I don't know as much about the topic of um of between candice and rochelle Mm -hmm. as as you guys might but from what i did see on the face of it it was just purely on a level of colorism nothing else to it yeah so nothing about capability or like level of intellect on the topic. And so the you, th- you think they picked her just because she was lighter? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm saying the argument. Oh, yeah. The you outrage, so you, the yeah, exactly. People rate. were focused on, on that. On I did, everything you said, 100%, yeah. I see 100%. that. And that if I, I probably, if I was more, if I had more knowledge in the situation, mm. I probably would have factored those things in. Mm. But I'm going by what I see on social media. Sure. And that's the only thing I see. Sure. Yeah. So the yeah. point for me is that so we did our whole episode on colorism. We did it, Annie and George yeah. Smith, etc. Like we've made our views on colorism clear. Yeah. In that instance, it was a light-skinned woman coming to support a greater positive image of mm. black women generally. Yeah. Okay. So the point differences here is that this show is rooted in colorism, insofar as it was meant to be, as far as I understand, or is meant is meant to be a documentary as to why black women, yeah. in particular, of course, defined by their color die at higher rates and yep. they do die at higher rates than mixed race women, right? So regardless, even if you even if you disfactor the point that Candice is a significantly better educated person on the topic than Rochelle is at the moment, mm-hmm. why would you have a light skinned woman who isn't directly involved in darker skin maternal mortality? I just don't think we should start the sentence with light skinned. I think what you said after light skinned is 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 more to the point. It's, it's a celeb play. Okay, so this is another point I want to make. It's a celeb play. This is another point I want to make, right? So being pretty brutal about it, there's going to be a fairly limited Pool. viewer base on this. Yeah, like really, there's going to be black women who watch it. There is going to be a certain section of like guilty white people who watch it. Um, I, like, I'm probably not going to watch it. 
arty. Like, of course, naturally as a human, I care about black maternal mortality. Am I going to like, like, and most people listen to this probably aren't either, even if they pretend they say they will, yeah? Who is going to watch this? There's going to be black women, guilty white people, and a few other mothers, people who've had difficult experiences in childbirth. That's your target base. Like, Tracy and Swindon, who voted UKIP, She's not fucking signing up. At the same time, regardless though, if it's Rochelle or if it's if it's uh, if it's Candice, Candice, like Middle England is not tuning into this but shit. Bro, yeah? This is a very specific let's, show. Let's put it this way: you find out tomorrow Kanye West is doing this doing this exact same documentary. Are you watching it yes or no? Yeah. Okay, now I have a question. Why the fuck are you watching Kanye West? And who because, the fuck is commissioning because, because, Kanye because West doing a documentary? It's somebody you love. Who no, no, no. But it's commissioning Kanye West doing a documentary. But you understand? What, you understand why I asked that question though, right? Because irrespective of Kanye West's expertise on the topic, mm. Kanye West has fucking fans. <laughs> like Xavi. <laughs> and yeah. me, and me. And I hear that. And me. So, and I hear that. So literally, Rochelle went from being the Saturdays. I don't think she was lead singer. She was in the background somewhere, right? Mm. She went from being in the Saturdays to marrying that JLS brother mm. to being on like, I think- Straight to come dancing. Yeah, straight to come like. dancing. Maybe like loose women here or there. I don't know. Yeah. But she's, she's a TV darling now. Sure. She's got a fan base- as massive fan base, sure. Right? So again, do we think that every decision like this has this sinister mm. play behind it? Do we want to fall into the trap of thinking that every single decision like this has a sinister play behind it? I said in the chat the other day, BBC's done a great deal, especially BBC. BBC has done a great deal with like trying to undo and trying to promote diversity. You know, just watch any any BBC uh, Sunday or weekend over the last couple of years. Is it's like fucking small acts, or it's like fucking noughts and crosses, or it's what like they're doing things, like they're bringing mm -hmm. more faces and they're bringing more diversity. I don't know what's happening in the Ivory Towers. I don't know what's happening in uh, BBC's offices, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know what's happening there, and I'm sure in the offices, the decision makers are still pretty limited. In the radio section, it might be different. The face of the radio stations, for the most part, mm -hmm. quite diverse, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know what's happening within the power structures, but ultimately they, on the face of things, they, they are being diverse and they are trying to promote diversity. Yeah. So again, given that fact, and we have to give credit when companies and when industries are paying attention and making change, mm -hmm. with that in mind, yes, we accept that they're going to make some mistakes along the road. Yeah. Because it's a tricky road. Mm -hmm. But do we turn around when these situations happen every time? We'll be like, yeah, but this is egregious. I don't think we should. I think sometimes we should just look at it for what the fuck it is and just say, look, right or wrong, and they were definitely wrong, by the way, the BBC. Mm. Right or wrong, BBC are, whether or not they should be or shouldn't be, because we had that conversation as well, mm -hmm. are still gunning for ratings. They're still gunning for views. Yeah. yeah. They, still, they still pay to produce these documentaries. Yeah, that's, but, how, they get, that's, how, that's how they get paid, don't it? You feel me? Viewings but this, so, so, this, so this is the thing, right? So the, yeah. the first point I want to make is that Rochelle and Kanye is a false equivalence. Like, no shit. I understand yeah. that if more people turn up, if Kanye, no, if Beyonce, it's, 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 re it's, re it's relative though, because my but point, my point is, right? that the, your point no, is that if someone's, way, if someone's more famous than someone else, then people are more likely to watch the more no, famous No, no, person, no, no. Right? The point I was actually trying to make is that you're saying that because she's not an expert, she shouldn't be anywhere near this topic. And I'm saying facts, facts. But the reality is that she's been picked for this particular topic that she's not got any real expertise or that we know because of. she's famous right because she's famous yeah and i hear that and i'm saying that the fame element has a pull that's why i mentioned the kanye west yeah. clearly she's not kanye look I, don't, I just don't think that she's that famous to justify that right i don't like does tracy from swindon remember the fucking saturday it's probably not right 
But anyway, that's a different topic. The bigger, the bigger, wider point. I want to meet Tracy from Swindon one day. You, the... you love yourself, some Tracy from Swindon. A big she's probably cool as well. I was say, she's a listener, being like, "Oh, they know me." Big fan of Tracy from Swindon. <laughs> but the, the wider point is, and the wider point, and this is an argument that we've had, Rich, is that when you say like we're here, the BBC is here to make sales. Da, da, da. Okay, like the BBC franchises certain types of shows. Luther yeah. makes a shit ton of money. Doctor Who makes a shit ton of money. Top Gear makes a shit ton of money. Yeah. Let's be very real with each other. Is a single form documentary on black maternal mortality going to make a lot of money? Maybe not. It's not. It's not. It's not going to be. Yeah, so I mean, not Luther money for sure. It might. No, might but no, it, be, it probably will raise a lot more awareness than yeah. money. I think. Okay, this is the point. So now we're on to the. Now we've all agreed effectively to the singular point that this is not a money making show. Okay, and the BBC, as a taxpayer funded TV station, firstly and primarily, doesn't need to have the they, same creative constraints as a TV mm. station that needs to generate advertising revenue because it doesn't unless it franchises its show. They've got its social job, responsibility though, BBC. Exactly, exactly. Right? But the point is, is that their job is to inform, educate, and entertain. And I'm saying that's inform, all well and educate, good entertain. back in the day. That's but all it well still and good. is the model. We okay. still pay for the BBC. But, but they should be producing quality content. They're not here a, for clout. And they made a decision that they can bring awareness. They can highlight an important issue which is part of their social responsibility to highlight issues, educate, et cetera, et cetera, but with star power okay. to maximize sure. the reach of this thing. And I, I mean, look, we could go on about this all day. It's a fucking good conversation. What do you man think about the fact that they didn't mention each other in their barbs? Obviously, Candice spoke to the people and obviously Rochelle spoke to the people, but they didn't actually mention each other or as I like to say, and this might sound a little bit inflammatory, but support each other. Yeah, I think, I think Rochelle probably knows that she's got away with one. To be honest, really? Yeah, I do. I wow. feel like Rochelle. I feel like Rochelle knows that she's got a bag here, and she and that. Oh yeah, for sure. And this is better. Like this is not my view, but this is a fairly consistent view on on the Twitter sphere, which is not necessarily the best place to take the information from. But anyway, is that in fact, this is the, the first chance that Rochelle's ever had to pretend that she's ever reached out to the black community in a creative space. I hate this narrative though. But that's what the, that's, we don't know that shit. She could be the blackest motherfucker in the world. I don't be. even know what that means, by the way. But <laughs> she could be down. She could ride for all of our shit, but just not be. talk too much. But she could be. But, but, but why what? do we make this assumption she, she that just because she was in a pop group, yeah, yeah, and because like Marvin from JLS is her boyfriend or whatever, and that, like she lives in Essex and her sister was on Love Island, she sounded like every Essex. She might have. She might have stuff. Maggie in the cupboard. She, you know what I mean? <laughs> she might have Maggie. She in the might cupboard. have Maggie. Bruv, she might have Maggie in the cupboard. Her pound she, of jam she, might be nice, rude boy. But she has might she wash her rice, fam. But, uh -huh. but has has there been any? And again, it's not my views. The Twitter's for you. Has there been any particular? Outreach from her but why to represent do, why, to stand why, up. Why, why do we? So we'll take an example. But why do we have to do that? Why is that a thing within black culture? Why do we have to prove our blackness? I hate the shit. Who do I have to appeal to to get my blackness so I, rubber stamp? So I hear you. I hear you. Right. So this is the thing we've discussed about performative white yeah, yeah, guilt, yeah. right? And there is a thing about performative Fucking black guilt hell, as well. Bro. Like performative black guilt is also a thing. Like you have black celebrities who also presented a black square on Instagram in July and then disappeared and never said anything again. Facts. Like Pepsi can type protests, right? This is the argument, though, is that Rochelle presenting the show is probably the first, like, again, pretty fuck thing to say, but probably the first black thing that she's done since she got famous. Right. But that's I mean, that's the argument. That's the argument. That's the argument. I hate it. That's the I argument. Just, I just hate it. I hate it, bro. I hate it. Yeah. Why do we why do we do it? we can go on about this topic forever. for real for real but nah for real I am um, the reason why I asked that last question is because I really would have loved it it would have been so refreshing given that Candice has a huge fan base given that Rochelle has a huge fan base I would have loved it and I would love it going forward if these kind of conflicts 
And they weren't really conflicts. They don't hate each other, I'm sure. Yeah, right? I, can't just, can't, I was going to finish the point. I was going to finish the point oh, very quickly. Bad. Basically, just that I think Rochelle's, as much as Rochelle's got away with that, I think Candice has come with an incredible amount of class and restraint. I think she's had a bag taken from her because she she is a New York Times bestselling author and she has a profile, et cetera, et cetera. But presenting a BBC documentary on a topic that she was very passionate about was probably her break. That was it. And that break's been taken away from her. And so she should be pissed. And that she hasn't kicked off is to her own character. I agree, for sure. I think she handled it with class. I think that Rochelle handled it as best as she could as well. I don't think that she, in taking that deal, knew what the impact would be. I don't think she should have deferred or dropped out and said Candice is the better person. I don't necessarily think that's her responsibility to do that. I think Candice, there's an element of this where Candice probably should sign some paperwork before she says that she expected to be anything. Like it's sure. contracts, let's sure. be honest. Like motherfuckers are shady. Get that shit in writing. Let this the ink the, dry before you the, start talking about this it. This is right? the media contract episode. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, for real. The reason why I asked that question about like, do you take anything from or see anything in the fact that they didn't, didn't say anything? I would have loved it if like, Rochelle maybe would have been like, look, and she came out and said, basically, I'm using my platform. I've got a platform and I'm using my platform to make an issue, which is not well known, much bigger. It would have been great if she would have been like, you know, look, I know there are other experts in this area, Candice, whatever, big up, love you, la, la, la. it would have been great. And on the flip side of that as well, Candice knows that when she tweets what she did or what she posts, what she did, that there's gonna be people going for fucking Rochelle's blood, mm. right? And I think there's an element of responsibility that comes with a big, big following. She's got less of a following than Rochelle, is the whole point of this argument, right? It's tough for you to but say she's that got, no, 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 but if you, but you Rochelle, know, she's got less know. of a responsibility, she's got less of a following than Rochelle does, right? I think, I think you're picking a point that doesn't really need to be made because the point is if you have any huge following, which Candice does, yes, albeit Rochelle has a bigger one, if you have a large following full stop and it's in the hundreds of thousands, times better, let's say she's clearly very well known, mm. You have to know that when you put out certain messages, though that also has an impact on the abuse that somebody else gets as a result of that. Yes or no? Yeah, he and I think so, I, I, so think, I, I think she was very magnanimous in her message anyway. I don't think she said anything that should incite anything towards Rochelle. Well, there was a video where she was kind of just like, I feel like for the first time ever, I just want to be out of my skin. I don't want to be black. I'd love to see how it kind of feels like to just not be me and not be in the skin. That is heartbreaking to, to hear. <laughs> And to read, and I'm dark, you know what I mean? So I understand, but again, it wasn't Rochelle's fault. And I think when you send out some of those messages, you're setting somebody else up who isn't necessarily directly impacting you for a lot of shit. And in this era where mental health and all this other stuff is super, super important, and we have to be responsible on social media, certain things can just be dealt with privately, not in public, like, he, yeah. but she's been, I mean, she's been publicly stripped of the opportunity, right? The BBC have publicly given the show she that they were working with together on March to someone yeah, else. Yeah, but nobody, I don't think anybody, this became public when they both came out with it. It didn't become public because the BBC made a fucking statement that yeah, we're no, picking Rochelle, Rochelle, Rochelle over Candice. Yeah, what, but that's she didn't mention anybody. She said, I'm doing the show that everyone thought Candice had been making since No, March. she didn't mention Candice. But that's, I mean, she came public with the fact she was making the show. But there were two. So there, there were two documentaries. There were two commissions. And again, it goes back to the BBC. It's a BBC problem, right? It's a BBC issue on dual commissioning, on picking one voyage of discovery versus a voyage uh, of expertise, et cetera. Oh, it's a no, BBC no. thing. Yeah, I mean, BBC are the most fucking complicit in this whole thing, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> as I say, they still get- And they are chilling. Yeah, chillin'. they, they still get their documentary. Well, we're talking about on the podcast, right? So like, 
the bags we, there. We have heavily plugged them. Yeah, look, support <laughs> it. Support it, no matter what. Big up Candies, because she says something very important. Support the ting. Rochelle support the not. topic. It's the topic support that's the most ting. important. Support the ting. Watch it. Give it the views. Who knows? Who knows? Like, if, if it gets the views that it needs, it snowballs, and it becomes a much bigger, bigger conversation, a conversation that needs to be had, you know? Like, yeah, it's important that this gets out there. You hear stories, and like, we obviously had an influencer last year who passed away post giving birth mm -hmm. and you know it happens um and we, we we want to shine a light on these issues but in the meantime like the infighting is getting tired bro but anyway good talk man good yeah. talk good talk lastly <laughs> on the topic of no 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 we're gonna keep this very very brief are we, are we <laughs> why, why do people get so mad yeah when their favorite show in the world it's the same with albums you liked fucking Weekend's album, his last album with that dusty song. I'm blinded by the lies. That's a banger. I hate it. Anyway. <laughs> but, and then he doesn't get nominated for a Grammy and everybody thinks like, oh my God, like how fucking dare you Grammys? Like, they're, they're racist. Uh, boycotting like. Why do people get so tight when the things that they like aren't given awards? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, God damn it. I'm talking about I May Destroy You versus Emily in Paris. <laughs> Why are people so tight? Sorry, hold on, hold on. So this is a, this is a deeper seated issue. And, and you have a personal view on the content creators behind each resource. Do you want to just, do you want to just get it off your chest? This, the, top, the title of the pod is This Could End Terribly, so. Nah, and we're not going to focus on this a very, very long time because <laughs> we've, we've already kept you for a long, but I didn't really like I May Destroy You, first and foremost. It goes I, back to who, so the, I thought it was which, very... are the, which are the content creators do you find very overrated? It's not, uh, it's not I think she's overrated, by the oh. way. No, 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 it's oh. not that. I think that the show... I think I May Destroy You was, was just a bit shit. Okay. I, I, I didn't love it. I, I, I thought that they were th trying to throw and wedge in every single modern day social woke sort of anything in there to shine a light upon it. And for that very reason, just from an artistic perspective, I just think it was a little bit all over the place. Clearly a topic of such importance yeah. needs to be... It needs to be displayed on television, but at the end of the day, like I just didn't, I didn't really like it. Um, Emily in Paris, however, <laughs> <laughs> nah, it equally trash, but yeah, like, it's trash. Nah, but bingeable was fuck. You oh, know yeah, what, lads? By the way, you know Emily, like the actress, yeah, Lily Collins. Guess who her daddy? Philly Collins. Guess who what? Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Really? Wait, wait, wait. Phil wait. Collins, her daddy. No way. Yeah. I can feel it calling in the air tonight. That's a banger. Whenever I hear that, I always oh, think about no. the Cadbury's as well. I always think about the Cadbury's as well. Yeah, with the, with the grill. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll tell you what though, yeah. I'll tell you what. I, I, I genuinely think that um, I May Destroy You. I actually enjoyed watching it. I do see your points. I do feel like they tried to cram a lot of things yeah, in too there. Much. And it was a bit forced. They weren't really cutaways. They were quite focused on certain things. But I do think that... Um, the relevance of I May Destroy You and awareness and how that probably educated me, let alone other people on mm. the topic of rape. It should have been something that should have been, in a sense, honored with some sort of award. Why? Right? Why? But, what if it's shit? There no, are loads, but, there but are loads she, of great she, things. But she's put out, she's put out her, and she's also put out her own like vulnerabilities and past right. traumas and stuff. Okay, that's but great. but I, I've seen Emily in Paris and I loved Emily in Paris. Like, <laughs> like, 
Are we that podcast now? No, no, no. I, I, I want to no, disassociate no. myself with all the comments. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what? Separate. Uh, I, I would never. I, I, I love Eminem, Eminem Paris. I would never compare the two. They're not on the yeah, same of level. Course. And Eminem and Paris, I liked it because it was. Yes, sir. What uh, you just said is super important. But carry on. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what I said, but it sounded. Sound, was it good? Yeah. Okay. It was great. Cool. It was great. It was great. Carry on. Um, so, but but I think Eminem Paris was a binge watch, and it was trash yeah. TV for me, yeah. right? And and after and and it has a different sort of effect and satisfaction for me. Yo, that old then, French lady, that old French lady who works at the old market. Yo, yeah, yeah. way bro, 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 bro. We need to get added, bro, bro. So yeah, so I think personally, it's stupid that they both up for the same nomination. But they, that's um, that's why. That's important, by the way. I know Johnny's dying to tell us that he thinks that I May Destroy is the greatest thing as he's ever watched on television. He's itching. Like, <laughs> go like, in, go in. Has go he meant to say your piece? You say your has piece? he told us us before? No, no, no. Uh, what I was going to say is that people were tweeting things like, if you need proof that white supremacy is still around, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I May Destroy You was not nominated for a Golden Globe. Like the stuff we're people, basically still living in a Nazi stuff state. People get away with on Twitter. Is it wasn't mad. When is the quality as Johnny control? Says, as Johnny says, there's a freedom, there's a platform of freedom nah, of speech. Nah, nah. When are we gonna get some <laughs> quality? When are we gonna get some quality control on Twitter? Well, if you've because, got dead chatting on that yeah, tweet, yeah, basically. That's what's we, up. Need, yeah, we need that because that's that's <laughs> insane. And the worst, the wickedest thing before we get onto yours, and we can finish up with John Johnny's opinions. I mean, I may destroy. The thing that was crazy is that Emily in Paris got nominated for like best comedy or best series comedy musical musical, musical or together. musical or comedy yeah so all of this talk pitting these two women against each other right they would have never they, they would have never had anything to do with each other yeah in the golden globes full stop yeah. because clearly i may destroy you wasn't a musical or a comedy so i don't know why emily in paris being voted for nominated was directly linked to uh i may destroy you and mm. again man agendas and conspiracies i don't want to get into it all but i'm getting tired of just like being pit against my fellow man it's getting a bit it's getting a bit shit like i can't i can't deal with it one's not got anything to do with the other somebody like lily collins is meant to feel amazing about the fact that her show got 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 nominated and then mm -hmm. the bloody one of the writers from her own show is like yeah no 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 i may destroy you deserved an award and it's just like bro stop oh being that a, was a comedian no no it was a writer for, the indian lady no the indian comedian lady She's Deborah Kabir. Yeah, yeah, she's a writer for Emily. No, she's not. She's a comedian. She's a troll. Oh, <laughs> she what? fucking she trolled everyone. <laughs> what? Yeah, but she had an article in the Guardian or some yeah, shit. Yeah, no? it was mad chat. So she tweeted like, "I originally wrote it for an Indian woman, and TV like stations binned me, and uh, then I went back with a white girl to another station, and they signed up." She's a comedian. That's a troll. Mad. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Hope okay. Like, All right, Deborah. Sinker, Deborah you, you got me here. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't. Actually, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't actually read. I didn't actually read the whole article, so maybe that's maybe I should do that next time. Wait, no, hold on. Because no, there was not, there was a guy in an article with a white lady, and then there was an Indian lady who was tweeting. Well, there was definitely somebody in an article that says, "I'm a writer on on Emily in Paris, and yeah. I may destroy you." Should have been nominated. I definitely read that headline. So that might have been that might be something else. That might yeah, have been yeah, the Guardian yeah. article, yeah. Okay. So there was yeah, another yeah. lady who was yeah, tweeting yeah, all over Twitter. And it was an Indian comedian. Oh uh, no, it wasn't a tweet. It was an article. Okay, fine. So yeah, but um, but yeah, it, it's 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 weird to me. Like, and people, you are allowed to like enjoy your 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 favorite shows without mm -hmm. it being recognized. Like, I, I happen to think that like The Sopranos is one of the greatest things that's yeah. ever been written. But like, you know, there are people who think that Breaking Bad's better, or think that The Wire's better, and all this other stuff. It's okay. Does that take away from my oh. enjoyment? No. My enjoyment. Enjoyment. Award shows don't mean fuck all. Award shows since the beginning of time have been bought. Mm -hmm. They've been bought, ladies mm -hmm. and gentlemen. Okay. Yeah. Even, you know for, even for the Grammys, you know you're gonna get 
nominated for a Grammy and you know you're going to win a Grammy when they get you doing all of these Grammy event sort of ambassadorial things. And like it becomes a barter. I do this Grammy event, that Grammy event, that Grammy event. I'm going to get the award, right? And mm. then they give you a little wink. L- little hello. You know what I mean? So yeah. all of this shit is corrupt anyway. So yeah, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, I urge you, if you enjoyed I May Destroy You, which I did not, it doesn't matter if it did. Yeah, you're right. Related. Johnny, you loved it though. Yeah, look, so like the, the thing that Richard's trying not to say is that he massively thinks Michaela Cole's overrated, generally I don't, speaking. I don't know. She's great. So Wonderful I haven't face. watched her first stuff people talk about though. I haven't uh, watched that. Chewing uh, gum. Yeah, chewing it's gum. It's wild. I never bro. watched that. <laughs> but it was, I, I preferred that. I never watched that. Wild, but I preferred it. I never watched that. Anyway, I think like, again, not that I want to be the fucking voice of the Twitter sphere on the podcast, but the wider you point and that, this though. that I do agree with is that, okay, although people aren't necessarily... I think people understood that Emily in Paris was up for a different category than um, I May Destroy. But the point is that how can a show that effectively has such little kind of real relevance be up for an award when something as profound as I May Destroy You doesn't even get recognized? Now, this is the point. Now, this is the point I want to make. She did get recognized, by the way, just not by the Golden Globes, but carry on. Sure. Okay, fine. So the point I want to make is that even within the context of how many drama shows have been nominated, like I don't really think you can call yourself a proper TV critic if you say that you've watched a lot of television and I May Destroy isn't one of the top 10 dramas of the year. It wasn't Tiger King. Again, that's probably up for the Comedy Award, yeah. but, but, was Cool Cats... Wasn't, I didn't wasn't, like wasn't, wasn't Love is Blind, was what, it? What I want to explain to the Cool Cats and Kittens is that... I made a show I thought was very, very profound. I thought it was very, very serious and very important. It was quite groundbreaking. And it was quite groundbreaking because like, yeah. like the BBC or whatever <clears throat> have moved on from like, look, we've got Lenny Henry on the variety show. We're not racist. <laughs> yeah, I wanna, no bad words. No, I love Lenny Henry. Lenny. But like he was like, basically there was like, there was like, comic, you'd see him at Comet Relief every two years. <laughs> and then one day they got like Stephen K. Amos at Live at the Apollo. And he was like, and he started doing jokes in an accent. And then everyone was like, whoa, whoa, whoa no, 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 that's too black. That's too so black. I used to have a colleague who said that I look like Stephen K. Amos. Pa. I need to Google him. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. So then like, Stephen, <laughs> even Stephen K. Amos was too black. So then they got like Omer Jalili to come out and do a Nigerian traffic warden. And that was, that, like, that was it. That was like the black equilibrium on the BBC, right? And then they come out with something like, I May Destroy You, which is like unapologetically, and I don't want to be one of these fucking guys that go to Zavi's art exhibitions and look at your art and be like rubbing your chin the chin rubbing brothers from (laughs) episode one be like it's such black art the paint is not thick enough (laughs) so it's it's just so black it's so black it's so so black it's so black why did I do that in a French accent that was very strange that was quite weird anyway moving on the point is that it was you know it was quite a profoundly black experience right it was her with being around her support network around the the exploitative network um, puppers um, experience as a black man on Grinder, going into a cop station, having a copper who's also black, which negates the whole yeah. experience of black men, uh, sorry, gay men being um, not believed by coppers because you know the other bloke he's interviewing is also black, so it's not like yeah, a, yeah. It's, it's not it's not a race thing, it's a, it's a homosexual thing, etc. 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 It was a very profound show in a lot of different ways, it had a very deep meaning, it was very well done, the acting was very good, the story done I thought was very miles, good. 100 miles an hour, this guy speaks. Have you, never, have you ever noticed that? Mm-hmm. Mad. I'm listening to it through the headphones now. He speaks 100 miles per hour. But you know what you do? On, you, you, know, you know you can do on Spotify? Want, you can um, slow it down. 0.8 pace. <laughs> but that makes the fucking two hour podcast like three hours. No, Keep no, up, no, it's no. my problem, it? It's a personal problem. It's a personal problem. Anyway. Sounds like, a, sounds like a you problem. Sounds like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> Listener. Sounds like a you problem. Anyway, the point is that, is that something that as, well, I, I think it was very, I do actually think it was very profound. It had deep social meaning. It was very well executed. It was very good acting. It was a good storyline. Very well produced. 
how something like that doesn't even get considered. I just don't see how a TV critic board can see 10, eight better shows in the drama category than that in the year. When something as fucking base and meaningless as Emily in Paris gets awarded. Yeah, Emily has it wasn't, but it was about meaningless. Like, no, I get it, it's quite jokes, and I binged it. No. I binged Emily in Paris as well. Like, it's just, but it is fucking meaningless. It's pointless, right? Emily in Paris has made me miss Paris, to be honest with you. It's like, I did kind of want to visit. But then every time I think about Paris, like, the metro fucking stinks and everything's expensive. Metro's all right, Yeah, bro. but when, when, I'm in, when I'm in Paris, I like to walk around. It depends yeah. which line you get on. On the metro I mean, most for smelling. No, no, no. Yeah, you, you know, it's all good. And then you people you also get on the line refu- for it's all right. It's people all right. refuse to speak to you in English. If you speak a word Rich, of French, you're a seasoned brother. Bro, I'm, I'm, I'm French as fuck. Let's keep it real. <laughs> yeah. um, seasoned brother. I know my way. I know my way around that motherfucker. Anyway, um, I thought I thought I made a show was exceptionally good, and I thought Emily in Paris really was was, was decent. I thought, yeah, man, I thought it was very good. Exceptionally good. I thought it was very good. Yeah, I thought it was. Very I've good. really ruined any chances of ever approaching Michaela to to speak on this show. With I thought it was very good, but I do love her. I think she's an incredible talent. I just think she missed with this one. I don't think she missed. I actually enjoyed it. Problem is, I, you just can't find anybody who agrees with me. <laughs> Basically, no. I, I, the only the only thing I agree with you, I just found it a bit much. The, the amount of um, tampons. Like, you said tampons. <laughs> it's the tampons. Oh, that tampon tampon bit. Yeah, that was, was my chat. That caught me like, hey, hey, That was my ah, chat. That's, that's my chat. And that's immature of me, but like I did. Yeah, that's that that's nuts. That was yeah, wild. Yeah. Just came man. out of nowhere. Just hit me like, hey. Oh, look, I think, am I seeing this? It, am I seeing this correctly? Almost came out of the TV. I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. 4D splatters. Trust me, it's, it was, that was, I don't even think of, uh, why can't men deal with like bloody Gaddy. tampons? We can't. Yeah, well, I, I can't deal with blood. Full stop. Oh, yeah, like, I get we, I get wheezy. I'm oh, like, yeah. yeah, I don't like seeing blood. So anyway. when I saw that, yeah, on TV, I was thinking, nah, this is haram, bruv. For real. Look, I'm, I'm gonna shoot through new music because we've hit that two-hour point already. Yeah, bro. She sauce. Music that you people should be listening to this week. Two albums just dropped overnight. One is Slow Tie. His second album. Tyrone. Decent. Collaborations include Skepta, ASAP Rocky, James Blake, The King. It's way better than his first one. If you're a big Slow Tie fan, you're going to love this album because it, it, it completely shits on his first album, in my opinion, which is a little bit all over the place. I'm a little bit on and off with Slow Tie just because of his erratic nature and some weird stuff that he's done in the past. But from a musical standpoint, this is this is this is really good. Yeah, he's basically um, he's basically like a British Limp Biscuit for 2020. Big up Limp Biscuit. <laughs> but he is like you know he's like that. Fred Durst. Like I'm I'm Buki and I probably wear jeans uh, and I also rap about weird shit and I've got different kinds of flow. Like is that not Limp Biscuit? You just need fucking corn no, to come and do a guitar. Bro, that was an error for me, boy. Like, well, yes. Limp Biscuit. Yeah, when Limp Biscuit Link, linked Linkin up with, Park. with yeah, when Linkin oh. Park linked up with um, Jay Z. Oh yeah. my lord. Yeah, odd. Oh my lord. I'm gonna play that way. What an error. Then Linkin Park albums. Guitar rap. The world needs more guitar rap. That new metal rap. Oh my lord. Yeah, I'm down for it. Um, so yeah, check that out. Obviously, we got this new film coming out. This new Fred Hampton film. Uh, which is starring Daniel Kaluuya, mm-hmm. um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Lakeith Stanfield as well. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield. The GOAT. Fucking young GOAT in the making. The GOAT, bruv. Um, yeah. the, the original soundtrack, which is executive produced and majoritively produced by Hit Boy, um, is on there. Amazing songs. Um, collaborations on there include Nipsey Hussle and Jay-Z. You've got a song in there with her. you got other people on there like J.I.D. Lil Durk. Rhapsody. Lil Durk. Um, I'm missing a big name. Um, did I say her? Um, she's amazing. Check that out. Trash it's album. a really, really good album. Trash Johnny, album. De- was, Johnny doesn't like it. Trash I was very album. underwhelmed with um, Jay-Z and Nipsey's song. I liked it. I think Jay-Z's verse was incredible, as usual. 
Um, I was a bit underwhelmed. I feel I feel like it just sounded like another um, post Nipsey passing away song. Yeah. Like for example, Nipsey's track on Rick Ross's album. Was it? Was it? What was his last album called? It. Uh, it wasn't. It was. Um, oh, was it on Rick Ross's album or was it on Khaled's? No, Rick Ross's album. Oh, no, I don't know. He had a song with, it and, it, and that's when Nipsey, Nipsey's like, "Why you think Takashi told?" But like, it was a similar beat sort of thing. Yeah. It, I don't know. Like, I just felt like with Jay Z being in the room with it, like, is in the room, isn't like being involved in a song. I was just expecting something that was more unexpected. Right. No, I think it was pretty safe. No, but but, I, but I gave it like two oh, runs. Yeah. I gave two is spins. On Nas is on it as well on Black Thought. Two yeah. of the, two, two of the you know, I still, need, you know, I still yeah. need to listen to like Nas' last album. You should do it. Come on. Johnny, why didn't you like it? So, uh, can you give me a time limit like you did on UBI? Um, you got a minute. I got a minute. Okay, so this whole film is about Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton was a revolutionary who died when he was 21 years old in Chicago. This guy was rising up the, black, uh, up the ranks of the Black Panther Party. The guy fundamentally was a fucking socialist. Above all, was a class warfare socialist, okay? So I can't say it, but I'm going to point at you, man. And you, man, need to say the N-word for me because I need to say it in a couple points I'm going to make. I can't. All right? I can't. Not Otherwise, we're just gonna have to fucking bleep out half this half of this monologue. All right. All right. So please do me a favor. So there's a song can on this. Say, can we say ninja? All right, fine. So there's a song on this uh, al- uh, on the album by ASAP Rocky called "Rich Ninja Problems." Yeah, which goes totally fucking counterintuitive to everything that Fred Hampton believed. Right. The guy was entirely about class struggle, class warfare. One of his most famous speeches, the most cited, is that the, prob- the, the counter solution to capitalism isn't black capitalism, it's socialism, right? It's socialism. And more importantly, to round this off, this guy that you're fucking, this guy that you're, and I'm gonna use my point privilege one more time, the guy that you're fucking guessing up big time, Jay-Z, who made a song called- Ninja. In Paris. Um, he got slewed off by Fred Hampton Jr., right? Yeah. Because he tried to, basically used Fred Hampton's name in a song. And he, one of his bars, I can't, remember what it, I can't remember what the song is, but he says, the day that Fred Hampton died, I was born, da 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 whatever. Oh, is that what he is? Oh, Rod's clocked, yeah. Fred Hampton, On the day Frank Hampton Yeah, uh, Fred died. Hampton didn't fucking die, Bill, bruv. He was assassinated by the FBI, fam. He was assassinated by the FBI. I'm sorry if it's a fucking the, spoiler. If you don't the, know who Fred Hampton is, it's your own problem, yeah? Like, the, he was murdered by the FBI. And this whole, a lot of this album is about, like, People becoming rich and drinking champagne and smashing hoes and hotels. Black excellence, baby. Yeah, but that, but that isn't. That's I, the I point. thought this that was unfair because he's a lyricist and the lyrics have to fit, right? You can't. But the lyrics. Like, so on. if you're making a but soundtrack anyway, about the film, it should be relevant to the film. It's not fair. It should be relevant to the film. I look. And the film is about a black music guy. reviews by Johnny Viva. No, I'm all down for. I, like, I will concede. I will give space on music reviews. I will Bro. do. But where it's an official soundtrack about the socialist revolution, I can't believe we got Johnny to to speak about music on the new music. I love like, this. Fuck, I can't believe we're going to talk. Like, what the fuck? 2021, baby. 2021, baby. <laughs> but the point is that where this is a film about a very famous and tragically murdered young black socialist revolutionary, like bro. he would be aghast to fucking hear got, that people but, are talking but, about popping nah, bottles. But at the same time, bro. It's like, ridiculous. So you think that Fred Hampton Jr. is coming at Jay-Z for that bar, but yet Fred Hampton Jr. is, is approving this whole album to go through? Fred Hampton, I appreciate that he's on the album. I appreciate that so he's on the, the album. So what's the fucking problem? Problem is that the shit that they're rapping about on the album about the film isn't to do with anything about the main fucking subject of the film. Look, if Fred Hampton Jr. Are happy with it, I'm happy with it. If his mama caught him cash, I'm going to You know what? I was actually going to say, this reminds me of the scene out of Coming to America. Um, <laughs> what's the line? If mama caught him clay, I'm caught him clay. If mama caught him clay, I'm caught him clay. <laughs> Who's next? Lads. 
Episode 10, man. Virtual Spud. Virtual Spud. Virtual Spud. Love. 10 episodes. Finishing the hype as well. Normally we wind down to the end of an episode. Johnny got so hot in it. Listen, he's going red. You know, gotta read gonna, you know, you know, you know, a fucking no, bad man, bro. Yeah, listeners should if you haven't. But like, yeah, this has been a pleasure. I, enjoyed always, it. I love you both. Always good when we come together. Love you too, bro. Johnny, quick question before we round up. How was it for you um, being in an, in, in an Instagram DM uh, with me and Zav just like going at it? <laughs> And arguing. How yeah, was that? that was my how chat. Was that like? How was that like for you? Knowing, that was my chat. Not knowing Zav as well as I do and us just like beefing. How, how, how did that make you feel for it? I was looking for the colorism angle, but you're both dark. So <laughs> there was no upside to just me too, getting involved. Yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no too colorism dark, in this brother, I couldn't monetize it. It's fucking pointless. <laughs> anyway, listen. love. Family argue. That's what's up. That's Yo, it, man. We love you guys. See you later. Love you. Laters. Bye. Bye.